0: This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language.
1: Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fort Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that's wearing the last suit we'll ever need. It's a good one black. Just, we're, we're men in black now. And we only need one. Oh, we need three today. Because we got Kyle from the Experience Grind podcast here joining us.
2: Young West, Jim Rest, Desperado, Rough Riders, no, you don't want nada, none of this, running this, six gunning this, the Wild Wild West, as I'm rolling uh, through the Wild Wild West. Right? That's- I'm, I would
1: let him finish this thing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> when we stroll into the Wild Wild West. <laughs> we're going straight! Um. <laughs>
0: I'm worried that Kyle might have watched the wrong movie.
2: <laughs> Here's does the it thing. Matter? Uh, I no, will. we can switch. We can switch task right now. I will. It does matter because I will never watch Wild Wild West ever again. The one time I saw Why? it on TV, Wild it's, West it's is a movie. That's, that's a terrible it's movie.
1: It's not. It's not a great movie by any means. But will, I will haven't S-
2: seen it since it was in theaters. <laughs> will Smith turned that down for instead of The Matrix. He turned down The Matrix for that. Picked a whole bouquet of whoopsie daisies. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that
1: was a mistake. Uh huh. Did you ever hear the story about Wild Wild West for the, the robot spider?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. The Kevin I Smith one? I think so.
1: The Kevin Smith one. They wanted to use the robot spider in, was it Superman Lives? Was yeah, that it? the one with Nick John Cage. Peters. Right. Mm-hmm. And after that got canned, John Peters is like, no, I still want my, my big spider. I still hey. want a big spider. Oh, and right, he yeah. And they just yeah. slapped it into Wild Wild West well, I and guess called we'll it, just just it a day. Make it a
0: steampunk spider. Fine.
1: Put it in the Will this Smith this. movie.
2: He probably would have gotten that into a Spider-Man movie, given enough time.
1: Still can. It's not too late. It's not too late for that ever.
2: <laughs> I feel like now it is. Like that would have been like an Andrew Garfield universe Spider-Man villain, like for sure. Oh, without a
1: doubt, it would have been. And but, it still would have been Kenneth Brano's Arliss Lovelace, <laughs> and the whole plot of it would have been him trying to get everything west of the Mississippi.
2: And, and what they would have done actually is they would have stuck a giant death ray on the back of it, and they would have called that Scorpion. That would have been that universe's <laughs> Scorpion. It's just a giant fucking stupid robot.
1: Now this is this is from an unpublished Spider-Man. Trust me, trust me. <laughs> no, it's a different universe. <laughs> We are talking about Men in Black from 1997, directed by the Barry Sonnenfeld, the starring William Smith and Thomas Leanson joneson Thomas Leeson is Johnson is back.
2: Thomas Leonard Johnston teen. That's
1: that's what his, yeah. his birth name was. <laughs> Thomas Leeson joneson got is short name. for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Brian, you seen this thing? Of course, yeah. you have. Kyle, you seen this thing? Men in Black. Yeah, bud. Men in Black is actually the very first movie I saw more than one time in theaters. I loved it so fucking much, uh, I convinced my mom to take me back. The very next one I saw more than one time in theaters uh, was The Matrix, and I feel both franchises followed similar trajectories after their monumental first films. (laughs) Uh, They just got progressively worse. Not wrong. So. Not
1: wrong, hot take? No.
2: <laughs> Lukewarm
1: take. It makes me wonder if
0: this new Matrix 4 they're working on is going to be as poorly received as Men in Black <laughs> that, International. I <laughs> had
2: that thought last night when I opened my pantry. I was like, oh shit, they're making a fourth Matrix too," and that fourth in, MIB was awful. So. Didn't
1: even see it. I haven't seen it yet either. I'm going to. I like Tessa Thompson I like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, but...
0: You should see Ragnarok first so you can
1: see where they got the idea from. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, those two? Let's put them in a Man in black movie. I think the first movie I saw twice in theaters. It was either Mission to Mars or it was Down to Earth with Chris Rock.
2: Mission wow. to Mars with Val Kilmer?
1: No, it was. Uh, who was it? It was uh, what was that one? Shawshank
2: Man. The Shawshank Man. Yeah. What was the one with Val and Kilmer it, with and the, Dufresne? the rogue Why is his name not coming to me? Right AI. Now? <laughs> oh, um, Tim. Tim Robbins. Tim Meadows. Got it. <laughs> <to> meadows, <laughs> Is it Red Planet? Is that what I'm thinking of with uh, Val Kilmer and the rogue AI robot thing? I think it is, but they just put out a whole bunch
1: of Mars garbage. Just, I guess we're we're having competing Mars movies now. Here we go. Yeah.
2: Hollywood. Total was... Recall sitting there laughing. Who'd want to work with those jokers?
1: No, thank you. Hard <laughs> pass. Thank you.
0: Not once, not never. <laughs>
1: Want to talk about this movie? I guess we could talk about the movie. Right. We'll talk about this movie. All
0: right. We open, as we always do, in the middle of the Arizona desert with some, get this, aliens. We always do. Yeah, but not the kind you're thinking of. Welcome to Earth. No, not those kind of aliens.
2: Oh, okay. A still poignant moment in this film. We're still dealing with border crossing illegalities. Huh? Way to stay relevant. We are. How about that? Good Sounds job. Topical.
0: Good job, men in black. <laughs> At a Border Patrol checkpoint, the officers search a vehicle and they find a handful of illegal immigrants and line them up. Suddenly, a black car driven by Agent K, Thomas Leeson Johnson, and Agent <laughs> D, Richard Hamilton. Oh, man. Up. And uh, they claim to be from the INS Division 6. And they search the foreigners and they find out that one of them doesn't even speak a word of English or Spanish. Or English. None probably. of them really speak Nothing. English, but no. he doesn't speak Spanish, He's... which is suspicious. Double alien at that moment. Double alien. <laughs> they can only try you for the same alien once does that's that cancel out though is that,
2: he automatically yeah. a citizen because like alien alien <laughs> boom right it's super legal two he's like double a legal right.
0: <laughs> two aliens makes a citizen that's... he belongs here more than we do when you think about it <laughs> so they send the rest of them back under the truck and they take this one who doesn't understand Spanish understand standish that's yep. what I said I think oh, I heard you it was bad it was great Ah, uh, they take him into the desert, and and Kay cuts him open with a knife, and he's like, "Hey, you're an alien. Good thing, because that would have been
2: bad, <laughs> been real awkward." <laughs> it's, it's Mikey, Mikey the alien. Yeah, Mikey can't understand Spanish, but apparently English is just fine. He's right on board. <laughs> hey, it's Mikey. Who knew? He likes it.
1: Thomas Leeson Johnson might be racist, just instantly, instantly. And I think that's why when he does pick Will Smith, it's kind of like. Ooh, we got to check a box, I feel like. Because <laughs> that opening scene was weird. <laughs> it was definitely interesting. One of the Border
0: Patrol guys sees all this happen, and uh, now he sees Mikey standing there, and he screams because, you know, aliens. As you do. So Mikey kind of <laughs> pushes Agent D down and runs toward this guy who's yelling. And Kay's like, Agent D, take the shot. But D is an old man, so he can't shoot a gun, <laughs> you can't.
2: He can't get the shot off. Like, uh, I think it's the day we're all dreading as men. Stay that, uh, <laughs> You just the shot doesn't come. You you try. You you're pulling that trigger, but mm. you keep pulling. Nothing's mm. going to happen. You know,
1: or sometimes you can't even get your hand on the trigger. Right. Sometimes the gun just kind of lies limp there. <laughs> arthritis is not going to be a fun time, yeah. or it will be a fun time. Or I don't be, know. I don't know. This is interesting. It's... Anyway, how does arthritis affect a crank down?
2: I've yet I've to never find had a out about that before. <laughs> hmm. I guess time will tell. In the future, we'll have machines. It's the Matrix. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine, like, a Charlie Chaplin modern times, but it's based, like, now, but it's even more moderner times, where it's still, like, a silent movie with all these ridiculous, moderner. like, machines now?
2: Imagine, do you think, like, if you showed Charlie Chaplin the Matrix, he would just commit suicide? <laughs> like, if you went back in time and, like premiered The Matrix for Charlie Chaplin, he'd just be like, no, he'd like go jump off the top of the theater.
1: <laughs> I can see it now. He'd be like, oh, man, this is blowing my mind so much that I'm going to date women that are of legal age." That's what I'm going to do now.
0: <laughs> so Agent K takes a shot instead, and he disintegrates Mikey, who blows up into a, a giant splattering of blue goo, as you do. Great effect. It's really cool. I like it. This movie's full of great effects. They blew up an actual like
1: 25-gallon drum of blue goo. Sure. Got it from Dr. Seuss right out of Fox and Sox. This, uh, yep.
2: this also really sets a theme that I feel stays prevalent throughout the rest of the movie. The sound design, when that shot goes off, there's also like that ricochet effect that echoes off into the night. is just, ah, oh, it's so fucking great. And the whole rest of the movie is just sound effect perfection.
1: Absolutely. This movie's a lot of perfection. There's there's like, so much of... perfection. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the, in the perfection <laughs> column when it comes to the men in black. Desperado. Men in black. Desperado.
0: Rough red.
2: Right? Is... <laughs> <Why not? laughs> yes.
1: I'm going to go with. I'm
2: trying to get yes. Brian to flip this table. If we, can... we didn't do it yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that I know where your head's at, the rest of the Border Patrol agents show up and they draw their guns on K who insists the situation is now under control. The containment crew shows up, and on Agent K's orders, scorches the nearby landscape while Agent K shows the INS agents a device called a neuralizer. K tells them that he's just a figment of their imagination. He zaps the neuralizer, which emits a flash, and then Agent K takes off his protective sunglasses and tells the agents that they're lucky to be alive after such a big blast, using the cover story of an underground gas main going up after one of the INS agents discharged his gun. It's a cover story. It's important so important stuff, guys. It's so fucking perfect, <laughs> Are you going to read the
1: script? Is that what we're doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You're just going to read the script? It's... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So Agent D apologizes. He's like, i oh, sorry I couldn't shoot Mikey. I'm an old man. You should probably just wipe my memory Flash forever. Flash me too. <laughs> and Kay's
2: like, all right. I love looking at the stars. I never do it anymore, you know? It's real poignant. Real poignant moment I'm dropping here for you, Kay. Pay attention. i wipe my memory. <laughs> Don't you feel the weight of this poignancy? Flash me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like,
0: Oh, man, I'm really going to miss this. No, you
1: won't. That's such a great line. What's the, what's no, the point? No, you won't. What is he going to do as an old man now? What's he going to do? Does it matter? All right.
2: The old man retires. Is it too early to talk about how absolutely perfectly cast Tommy Lee Jones is in this fucking role? It's pretty perfect
1: considering that Clint Eastwood passed on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something.
2: Man, I don't know. I not that would be something else, but man, Tommy Lee Jones, he still has that comedic timing that I don't know if he Clint really, Eastwood has. He really, does. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones
1: doesn't show that comedic timing enough in his other bodies of work.
2: Agreed. Because
1: he is legitimately hysterical in this movie, and everything lands. Which is funny, because he wanted
0: more actual comedic lines, but Sonnenfeld was like, no, you have to be the straight man for this movie. That's how the humor's going to land. It works. and Yeah. <laughs>
2: That deadpan goddamn Thomas Leeson Jones face is just <laughs> It's terrific. It's the perfect straight man face, like I don't know, it's something Dick Van Dyke would love to write a straight man bit for in like his Dick, I don't Van, Dyke Dick Van Dyke show from the think Dick Van Dyke is
1: is possible of doing anything straight man. He legitimately he his walk in chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> Is him just high-stepping, not even like a, a Nazi-style way of high-stepping, <laughs> but like he's stepping over something like he's a fucking monster man, how his appendages don't bend the way that normal peoples do. Dick Van and Dyke. that's considered
2: comedy. He was early Jim Carrey. Is Dick Van Dyke from Canada, or is he pure-blood American? I think he's pure-blood. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> pure-blood.
0: <laughs> no maple syrup in that blood.
2: <laughs> I think he's one of ours. All the good ones nowadays are Canadian. Jim Carrey, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Tell me when to stop. No, keep going. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> he's been That's a fact. For cinephile.
0: <laughs> so we go to New York City, where young NYPD officer James Daryl Edwards III. It's Will Smith. He's desperado, chasing, chasing after a criminal of some sort. We're not really sure what this guy's done, but he's in trouble. Edwards almost catches the man, but he draws a weapon that he throws on the ground, and it evaporates because. All right. <laughs> and then he runs away again. And Will Smith finally catches him on top of the roof of a building where the man is like, he's coming. The world's going to end. And he's like, who are you talking about? What do you please stop backing toward the edge of the building? And then he blinks with the wrong way with just his eyeballs doing a weird blink. So now Will Smith's <laughs> like this guy's pretty weird. And then the guy just kind of falls to his death. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug.
2: That is a an exciting chase scene, by the way. And uh, also, it is. quite comedic, Will Smith is just uh, another... Is it too early to talk about how perfectly cast Will Smith is <laughs> in this role? Nope. <laughs> nope.
1: No, no, we can do Jump that. Jump
2: around all you want on this one. Because goddamn... I'll talk about it.
1: He is perfectly cast as well. He is, and I realize I have an issue with this Will Smith, though. Oh? Yeah, this is like the Will Smith where he knows that he's very famous, and I feel like he's like a journalist that's getting paid by the word or whatever it is, because he does not shut the fuck up at all. <laughs> well, this is the scene where he
0: has that line where he's like, yeah, black oh, people just be man. falling from the sky in New York. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> he got
1: paid probably $50,000 for that, that line. Was, that was improv. It was, oh, that was improv? It was also,
0: he, the bridge he jumped off of? Yeah, the, and the bridge he jumped off of was the same one from The Avengers, the, you know, the famous circle-up scene.
1: Yeah, Pershing oh, cool. Square, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's
1: great.
2: <laughs> That's a very New York movie. That is oh, a, yeah. a fantastic line, though, the uh, just be raining black people. So
0: my question for you guys- Will Smith, definitely perfectly cast in this movie. What about David Schwimmer instead? Would you have still loved the movie as much if it was David Schwimmer?
2: Absolutely not. (laughs) Different movie. Because it was almost David Schwimmer. It's so, like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's awful. That would be the worst, man.
0: The other two people they talked to for the role were Chris O'Donnell and David Schwimmer. But Chris O'Donnell was like, I don't want to be a sidekick again.
2: He has Damn, no charisma yeah. compared to Will Smith. None of, neither of those guys have nowhere close to charisma of Will Smith, which is what you got to have to like get people on your side. Absolutely. That would be terrible casting. I yeah. know. David Schwimmer. That'd
1: be like two straight men. Could What's you, the point? Could
2: you imagine him coming out and going, I make this look good? No. <laughs> and I wouldn't believe it, and it'd be a terrible line, and I'd laugh at it, because nobody would believe that.
1: Yeah. Listen,
2: Barry, this is David Schwimmer talking, because I
1: I don't have any personality, so I'm just going to sound like Dave Michaels. Perfect. I need you to either write in a lesbian wife who left me and then found out she was (laughs) pregnant right away, or me being a paleontologist as my backstory, or else this just isn't going to work. It's the only thing I can play. Also, I need a friend who's an actor, and I need a Chandler Bing. I need him also. (laughs) Or else This is just not going to work. And I need a love interest who I'm going to have an off and on with for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I need everybody to outclass me in every way. In every
1: way. (laughs) David Schwimmer is is the Josh Radner of friends. Josh Radner is the Josh Radner of How I Met Met Your Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yep.
0: Good casting. Boring white
2: guys. (laughs) They are the worst. It it would not have worked, especially like Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith just play off each other so goddamn well. So well. Can you imagine David Schwimmer running through the streets? Guys it is raining black men
1: here in New York. Well, it wasn't in the script, so I don't know. Maybe, He'd improv the same maybe line. Maybe he would improv the same line. He's got the, the same, same improv line. chops, trust me.
2: Oh, jeez, what do you mean the world's coming to an end? What does that mean? That's more Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> but
1: uh,
2: uh, I think it nailed it.
1: Yeah. Your hair slicked back even farther than usual when you did that. That was
0: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Well, if you're ever curious about what could have been, you could just go listen to David Schwimmer's famous album, Big Schwimmy Style. <laughs>
1: with his number one single, We Were On A Break!
2: <laughs> Down in Miami. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Getting pivot with it? This movie is essentially like an 80s buddy cop flick written by Shane Black with aliens. And I'm okay with it. It's you got Yeah, it's fine. You got the new rookie. You got the grizzled vet. Just instead of like behind-the-scenes drug bust that the mayor's in on, which is the most corruption, uh, <laughs> there's aliens. So...
1: Aliens. Someone's got to do an alien drug thing, like an alien drug cartel. I thought that was kind no, of a oh. legal alien.
2: Wasn't that part I'm of- I'm saying
1: like, oh. like proper aliens, like from the space coming down and- And, and they're bringing space drugs? Space drugs. <laughs> and there's just like this one rogue
0: DEA agent who's got to team up with the men in black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is he selling in uh, Star Wars Episode Two? Death sticks? You death want sticks. some Death sticks. You do not desire to sell death sticks in this shit. Hold on.
1: Movie. I'm a, for, for Star Wars Episode two, Tactical Clones, I'm giving it a Favreau salute for that. <laughs> there's nothing subtle about that line. Death sticks. Men in Black. Right. So we have a farm, and there's this grumpy farmer named Edgar, and he's played by the Vincent D'Onofrio. I think right now he's only Vincent D'Onofrio. I think in about a minute he's going to become the Vincent D'Onofrio. Fair.
0: Right now he's just a farmer named Edgar. And he's yelling at his wife because his dinner's not made well and he's a bad man. So then he's like, hey, the only thing that pulls its weight around here is my truck. And then a UFO hits his truck. Comic timing. And he goes outside
2: and his body gets snatched by whatever's in the hole. Uh, so is it too early to talk about how perfectly cast Vincent <laughs> D'Anfrio is in this fucking movie? He's pretty great. He's excellent. Oh my God, dude. Vincent D'Anfrio just throws everything he has into this fucking... He
1: really does. And he's not a comedic actor. No. He's never told a joke in his life. He's like David Schwimmer.
2: <laughs> but man, the uh. fucking the seriousness he brings to it, it's like uh, fucking Andy Circus level. Like degrees of, like, getting into this fucking character that is a cockroach it's jammed wild. into a human's body. He was in the makeup
1: chair for six hours to get the the loose skin look, and they had to put these knee braces on his legs so that he couldn't actually bend his knees Yeah, just to get the character right.
2: He's got all these these crickens and crackens going on. Like, his face is, like, glued down to where his eyes are pulled out. At certain points, like, his fingers, like, they get darker because they're, like, rotting. It's such a great little subtle touch, but like, when he's breaking into the jewelry store, you can see it, like, his fingers are starting to rot. Oh! This movie should have won an Oscar for Best
1: Makeup. You're right, it probably should have. Oh, Oh, wait, it did!
2: Oh, wait, it did! (laughs) Oscar-winning movie, Men in Black! Boom! Drop it on him. It was fucking mind-blowing special effects in 97, too. Oh, absolutely. I still kind of hold up very well. They do a lot of the good tricks that good special effects CG does, like, Shoot it at dark, keep it in the night.
0: Do a lot of the the practical meat CGI, which is the proper way to do it, I say. Sure. But yeah, so the alien steals the skin of this farmer guy and then goes back inside to ask for sugar water and freaks Beatrice, the the farmer's wife, out after he stretches his skin, which looks really cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's very similar to, uh, what's his face in Beetlejuice? Uh, Alec Baldwin. David Schwimmer. When, <laughs> David when David
1: Schwimmer stretches his face. That's how he that's how he got Rachel. I
2: was gonna say, are you saying that because he makes his nose really big? <laughs> anyway, it's a lot to talk to nose, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Alec
1: Baldwin do the nose thing also? It's like a big Yeah, in yeah. That's what I'm saying. He pulls what you're it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That I is, said, that's it. It's definitely Baldwin, yeah. Is that yeah. why you called him David Schwimmer because of the big nose thing?
1: Yeah. And then I imagine Alec Baldwin like Stabbed a PA through the heart with that off screen or something like that. <laughs> I'm, sure he was I don't a, know. I'm
2: sure he was a dream to deal with on set. Uh, I'm still trying to become the famous Baldwin. The one who's not fucking out of my mind. <laughs> what do you think? Baldwin is Batman. Yes, please. I think he could have done Hard, it. Hard yes. I think he could have done it.
1: I don't like that at I all. I love it.
2: Listen, Alfred, I need a new division of microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> then they would call it like okay, in the maybe. Hollywood <laughs> papers, they'd call him Baldman. Like we called it Batfleck, he'd be Bald Man instead. Bald Man is Batwin.
0: Awesome, I love it. Probably Batwin.
2: Oh, by the way, I didn't notice this until this. Uh, this was based on a Marvel comic series. Sure yeah, it was. Is. just like Howard the Duck. I know. Surprise. I mean, another Steven a Spielberg farther property. Removed, but yeah. <laughs> is it though?
0: Yeah, because it was it was a comic from some other company that Marvel bought, bought before up. they went. Before they actually made the movies.
1: Well, then a little farther. All right. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. So Will Smith gives this incident report to his boss. And then Agent K steps in and asks him about the weapon that evaporated. And he's like, would you recognize it if you saw it? And Will Smith is like, yeah, probably. So then they go visit Jack Jeeb's pawn shop. And Jack Jeeves is Tony fucking Shaloub. It's the monk man himself. Oh, I love Tony Shaloub. And after a little persuasion, which involves Agent K shooting his face off and then it growing back... James is like, all right, I'll show you the guns. And then Will Smith is like, yeah, it was that one. We've got a movie going. This scene
2: (laughs) is uh, one of a few scenes, like so many things that had an impact on me, I adopted into my everyday life. Uh, One of the things that I've said many times in my life when I've hurt myself is, ah, do you have any idea how much that stings? (laughs) Absolutely adapted from this movie. I quote this movie movie way too much
1: without knowing it.
2: So I get it. I think there's like two or three more later on, too, that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from this movie. And I absolutely say oh, that. That's why I say that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, uh, fucking Tony Shalhoub. Again, fantastic. A bit part, but I will go ahead and say, uh, yeah, perfectly cast. Perfectly <laughs> cast. Can we talk about how perfectly cast Tony Shaloub is in this movie? Is that like a real lazy eye? Is that digital? What's going on with that? That was before he got famous. Because it's like a different <laughs> eye every time, too, when he grows back. It's, it's really unsettling. Lazy eyes flip me out, man. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. I get it. I've known people with them, and when they talk to me, and then that lazy eye drifts, and I'm... Ah. <laughs> if you were a real friend, you'd know which one was the good
1: one, and that's the one you would look at.
2: It would also creep me out if somebody blinked with sideways eyelids while they were looking at me. I'd be like, nah, man. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Does Ryan like that do that person fall off. <laughs> does your co
1: Ryan do sideways blinks?
2: Ryan is a lizard man. He bleeds through a dorsal hole on the back of his neck. <laughs>
1: Uh, I remember when we cut off his tail, mm-hmm. when we did the <laughs> basketball episode, nothing grew back. Yeah.
2: That was weird. He had to, he had to escape a big predator. It was a owl in the backyard. Was, he was, <laughs> he had to drop his false tail.
0: <laughs> Ryan famously smaller than an owl. Did That's you guys,
2: right. <laughs> uh, did you watch the men in black cartoon? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. The only thing that sucked about it, it was that terrible art style. That was also that shitty Godzilla cartoon. You remember that one? I, I never, do.
0: I never watched the Godzilla cartoon.
2: It was like the, the 1999 Godzilla or 98 Godzilla, or like the Matthew Broderick, the terrible one. It was a cartoon based on that. a lot of, of fish. Yeah. That was a bad one. But the Men in Black cartoon was actually pretty kick ass because it was just the, uh, yeah. the Monster of the Week style. Right. It was like what Beetlejuice did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that made this movie kind of special to me and my buddy is that uh, my buddy that I saw this movie so many times with as a kid. His name was Jeremy, and my name is Kyle. We were agents J and Whoa! K, respectively. Oh, wow! We got super into this movie, man. We had like the toys. Uh, I think I had like a little noisy cricket that was like the the gun you could buy. God damn it! I fucking love Men in Black, you guys. Phenomenal!
1: It's not bad.
0: I'm glad you wore a suit That's for this. Phenomenal! You're in character. Fun fact about the animated series is that Tony Shaloub also played Jeebs in that. Fantastic!
2: Way oh, to commit, man! Way to commit.
1: Quick, we talk about how perfectly cast Tony Shalhoubis? <laughs> oh, in everything
2: he's in? Absolutely. What? How did these Rolexes get here? I, I was just about to turn these in, detective. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when he's leaving, he's like, I'm going to be back
0: for those watches. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to also tomorrow. sound tough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that you
1: mentioned watches, and we'll get there in a minute. So Agent K neuralizes Will Smith
0: and then decides that, hey, maybe actually we should hire this guy. So he gives him a card after neuralizing him and says... Come by tomorrow. We'll talk.
2: I like that Will Smith is also in before he gets into the MIB, every outfit is like what Eddie Murphy projected <laughs> for the it's Raw like Tour. A,
1: a football jersey top <laughs> with like
2: these windbreaker pants with
1: a windbreaker tied around
0: yeah. the waist yep. because nineties. Because nineties. Everything is neon colored and would uh-huh, definitely show up uh-huh. under a black light.
2: Right. And then he, he shows up to this thing with like this giant yep. oversized yep. red leather jacket. Uh uh-huh. He's got the Tim's look. He right, has a new board. part of the uniform, he he do part have of the police Tim's. uniform.
0: So yeah, he shows up at the the facility that it was on the business card with lots of other government agent recruits, Marines, Army, Navy. Every... Sure, just a lot of military guys. The best of the best, of the best, sir. Of course,
2: Will Smith totally busted that <laughs> guy's balls too.
0: <laughs> so first up is a written exam where they're all in these egg shaped chairs and they're trying to write and will smith just pulls the table over yeah this scene goes on for forever forever it's just so long of
2: people trying to write i took the
1: sats i know how stressful these things are i'm happy i had a table the whole time i'm grabbing
2: this table bam will smith is such a fucking joy to just watch the entire time he gets he does that and it's super awkward and he smoothly is just like (laughs) hey man you want some i think he's funnier (laughs) when he's not trying to be will smith when he's a lot more like
1: subdued, yeah, yeah, and not trying to go. It's random black men or whatever it is. Like when he's, <laughs> when he's within the scene, when he's doing the things he's and supposed not getting to be paid doing. by the word. Right.
0: The next test is a target range where each recruit grabs a pistol and then they shoot cardboard cutouts of aliens that fly by them. But Will, for whatever reason, only shoots a single round, and it's at little Tiffany. Sure, it's a little girl. It's, it's a little little girl. Yeah, this uh, cardboard cutout of a small girl and. MIB Chief Zed, played by Rip Torn. Oh, hold on. Played by the Rip fucking Torn. Yeah, he deserves multiple
1: things, especially because <laughs> we're in Connecticut and this, is, this was his home. Yes. So, makes sense. I'll pour one out for him. I don't Shout give a to damn Rip if I'm inside.
0: <laughs> I'll clean it
1: up later. It's fine.
0: He wants to know from Will why little Tiffany deserved to die. And Will Smith's like, look, this guy over here, he's just working out, hanging on a lamppost. This guy, he's got a tissue in his hand. He's just sneezing. And this other guy... Yeah, and this is an eight-year-old girl reading
1: quantum physics books. She's definitely up to no good. Walking to the ghetto at <laughs> night, yeah. all these monsters And around. honestly, spot on. Spot on, Will. Uh, sure. If that's what you want to go with, spot on, fine.
0: I guess in the novelization, it turns out that he was the only one who was right in that scenario. Well, it's assumed that he's right in this scenario. Yeah, it's assumed. But in the novelization, it's right now that he was the right one. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: it's more It's more heavily implied because it's very vague in this one, and it's still like- Almost left like he made the mistake yeah. there. Like, <laughs> and then, of the course, he ha-
0: he throws that that ad lib in there. It was like, it's a good shot, though, right? Of course. <laughs> so Zed and Agent K, they debate the results, I guess. You could say they debated. But basically, Zed was like, so you're sure about this guy? He's like, yeah, he chased down a cephalopod on foot.
1: Is this the part where Zed goes in and he's like, I have one final test for you? Yeah. Is it weird if I drink yeah. my own
2: urine? It's Why sterile would you do that? and I like the taste. <laughs> Boys, you tell me, what does this piss smell like I last ate? <laughs> Trick question. It was I piss. Ate my own piss.
1: That's what this smells like. It's double piss. <laughs> Super concentrated, <laughs> But only has one S, like a double stuff or only has one F. Okay. Because
0: brand recognition is important. Super piss. <laughs> so Zed pulls in all the other recruits for an eye exam, the final uh, test they have to pass. And K intercepts Will Smith and says hey, so aliens are a thing. And he's like, man, you're crazy. And he's like, meet these worms. Do you want some coffee? (laughs) And then he's like, so yeah, here's the deal. The worms were a a surprise hit from the show. The worms were a surprise hit. Oh, yeah. And they were actually just models for what were supposed to be like nine foot aliens in the movie. And they're like, nah, just use the models. Warm it up. They're (laughs) great.
2: They were great, too. Them and uh, Doug both were uh, breakout stars from this movie. Which one was Doug? Is that not the pug? Or, no, it's Frank. Frank the pug.
1: That's why I forgot about That's, Doug. Yep. <laughs> I'm in my head going, do, do, do. And you're going, I'm a pug or whatever you're doing. Pug the Doug. <laughs> nope. Flip that. Reverse it. Right.
0: Willy Walker style.
2: <laughs> I was thinking Missy Elliott.
0: Yeah. Put the thing down. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Then Kay gives Will Smith the tour of the whole facility. He's like, all right, so here's the deal. We got a bunch of stuff going on. There's aliens. There's this. There's, I don't know, your teacher. from from third grade.
1: It's a weird scene, but I like how Will Smith's like, I'll do it, but don't forget I got the skills. I got the skills. And I love Thomas Leeson Jones and he goes, well, your skills, they don't mean dick.
0: I love (laughs) that he says they don't mean
1: dick. Also, what's the deal with this elevator that goes down to another
0: elevator? Yeah, right? (laughs) The elevator, it's already an elevator. It can bring you down to the floor, but it only brings you down to this opening that's above the floor that you have to take a second elevator down once you get into the room. That's, um, That's weird. This facility is so cool looking. It's based on like 60s airports, which is brilliant because, you know, 60s would have been when this whole agency started and airports because aliens are arriving and I guess- That's what I think about when I think of airports. It's actually- Aliens arriving. Aliens arriving. They're they're getting here What are you getting at? (laughs) What do you mean, what am I getting at? It looks cool. That was my thesis
1: statement of that sentence. (laughs) When you said thesis in my head, I went like- would a would a senior in college write a thesis paper on on, on the set. set the
0: set design of Men in Black?
1: Yes, absolutely. I would have. <laughs> it's not nominated. I have
2: stressed it out to like five pages too.
1: That's not hard to do with oh, yeah. those things. You could bullshit for forever. I've learned that in my adult life. You could bullshit forever, but also that when you think of like a five paragraph essay, go yeah, no big deal. <laughs> five paragraphs. That's nothing. no problem. Especially now that I now that are I know teachers, kidding? like some of my friends are now teachers, and I go. I've gotten really drunk with you, and you're teaching the youth of America? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Uh.
2: We're in for quite the ride. Just like whoever touches this marble in this fucking first opening zone.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, and it bounces all over the whole place. Right. He's getting introduced to all these weapons, and Will Smith's like, oh, what's this? Because he just has to get handsy with something in there. And he hits this marble, and it launches around. It goes shooting all over the place. No one really seems to mind all that much. Some people are like, "Whoa!" But most
0: people are just like, "Yep, here it comes again." And just, <laughs> this is ha- this Moving is happened their head around. This has definitely
1: happened before. Oh yeah,
2: the casual head tilt of Zed was the a, uh, a, the calm coolness <laughs> I'd like to see in a leader. He just knew <laughs> it was yeah. coming. Just, yep. It's like, well, for what it's worth,
1: he's also a dodgeball
0: champion. Don't forget it. <laughs> that's true. It's very true. Back in the farm, the bug that's
1: in in Vincent D'Onofrio's skin is uh <laughs> i'm thinking in my head back at base, bugs in the software <laughs> sent a message something's up there whatever it is. i don't know whatever I they do with 99 red balloons Brian yes. has no clue what i'm talking about right now
0: no i'm missing this one entirely i got you don't know that song i only
1: know the I german appreciate... version oh that explains it all right
2: <laughs> 99 luff balloons that's that's the big difference i get right yeah. Du host
1: of course Anyway, he
0: kills an exterminator by forcing a gas pipe down his mouth, and then he steals his truck. And he's also very mad about the man wanting to kill bugs because he's a bug.
1: It's a very lazy alien name when you think about it. It you is. Call it's called like, The Bug. The Bug. But I appreciate oh, that. We got so a I'm bug. Him, oh, he's the anti disestablishment bugganism or whatever. <laughs> Could the much more <laughs> That's complicated why name. you don't name these things. <laughs> anti disestablishment
0: bugganism.
2: I liked it, man. It worked for me. So Will Smith goes to the, the
0: headquarters after accepting the job and they remove his fingerprints and everything and they give him the
2: suit and he's like, Yeah, I'll make this look good. And not you kind of and jumped over gay. like he is they they drop like the the, the heaviest thing on him ever, like, hey, if you take this job, you cease to ever have existed. Nobody will we will right. we you've seen us that we can wipe people's memories. We will wipe everyone's memory that you ever existed. You cease to be. And he's just like I need one day to just be like, cool, fuck all of my entire life, let's do it. <laughs> Can I think about this
1: overnight? But
2: it's not and even also, that. It's one Is of those it worth it? <laughs> it's one of those things of how he's like,
1: well, this camera only started following me yesterday evening during this chase scene, so there's no real character backstory here.
2: Right. I might not know anyone. Who knows? We, uh, we're left to assume that he is completely alone in this world and is totally fine being forgotten by everyone. We don't need to know yeah, that, but-
0: it only takes Kay like five minutes to delete all of his existence from...
1: Didn't he have that... He had the famous line in Men in Black where as he's thinking about it and he goes up to Kay and he accepts the job, he goes, why well, he don't want me? <laughs> oh, no. No, he doesn't have that, but... So he was good just erasing it.
2: Yeah. Kay does have uh, one of my favorite lines in all movie demon in here when Will Smith is saying, well, why not tell him people are smart? And he says, no, a person is smart. People are dumb, scared, yes. and <laughs> frightened, and you know it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's K- such a always.
2: great fucking line, man. I love that line. Hey, can we talk watches for a hot second?
1: Yeah, you been excited to- when, when he's putting on the, the men in black suit for the first time, you get that triangle watch. Mm-hmm. It's very iconic for this movie, weird enough. That's a Hamilton Ventura. Is that like a really awesome watch? It's a watch. Hamilton is most known for making watches for movies. that They're really featured- Prevalently in a lot of things. Hmm. So Men in Black was the Ventura. I, I know Doctor Kelso flashes his Hamilton in episodes of Scrubs and whatnot. And you know what? Oh, oh, this guy's wearing a Hamilton. You got one. I Bought myself a Hamilton. Oh yeah, I bought myself a Hamilton you, for my birthday. you You're 30th not gonna birthday. miss his clock. I kind of want. I want the triangle one now. The triangle one's eight hundred forty-five dollars. Oh, that's okay. Good. I don't you want can, the triangle one now. <laughs> <laughs> mine was only mine was only four four hundred. Good God! I bought a I wanted a watch to commemorate my 20s when sure. I turned 30, and I said, man, this was used in movies. I was kind of used in movies, so <laughs> let's let's do that. I just Brilliant.
2: cranked down three times the night I turned 30 instead of two. It's good for you. That's yeah. the way to do it. That's no, how that's you stay how young, you celebrate. though,
1: really, you think about it.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get those shots off before I'm Agent D, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just had Dino Nuggets and mac and cheese. Oh man, to, I bought Dino to Nuggets the too, bro. Ending of childhood. <laughs> so the bug, Edgar, he starts falling around this guy, Gentle Rosenberg, who's got a jewelry shop and a cat that he's really fond of. And that's that's really all we see. Is he pulls up? And also, this guy's going somewhere.
2: He keeps saying his name wrong. According to his wife, his name is Edgar. <laughs> Edgar, that's right, Edgar. Egger, what's it's, wrong with your shit? It's like the more,
1: it's like the more proper name for Eggy in Kingsman. <laughs> okay, yeah, Egger. His real name was Egger, and they reduced it to Eggy
2: because he was cool.
1: I also, so I always street. really like
2: that. Oh wait, we haven't gone back to see her yet. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. There's Who a, cares? This movie's great. Jump this, wherever you want. You're not going to find a, a bad great, spot. Jump great around. a playback when they go to visit her and she makes him lemonade and he drinks it and it tastes awful because she's out of sugar because sugar Edgar drank it sugar. all. And it's such <laughs> a great it. little fucking <laughs> playback. I love it. Oh, and it's, oh, goddamn, this movie's so good, man.
0: Oh, it's perfect. Jay is given his first assignment and he and Kay have to track down Reggie, who's an alien who's supposed to be staying in Manhattan, but right now he's somewhere in Jersey. What's that about? So they go to Jersey, and they find Reggie. And Reggie tells Kay that he's in a rush to get off planet, while Jay is with Reggie's wife, delivering a newborn squid baby. As you do.
2: As you do. Straight out of the (laughs) pages (laughs) of Cthulhu.
0: And Kay finds the whole thing unusual, and he decides to check the news to see if anything has happened. And of course, the news, supermarket tabloids. With all those wild headlines, that's the news in this universe, because they're the ones who get it right. They're the best invested to give... Journalists, investigative—that's so, a word. Do you, That's a hard thing to that, say. Like, sometimes, Bat Boy,
2: <laughs> Bat Boy is real in the Men in Black universe. A hundred percent. I think so too. hundred percent, Bat Boy be. is real.
0: Yeah, in the Men in Black universe,
2: without a doubt. Yeah, good. I'm glad we all agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Kay finds an article that says aliens stole my husband's skin. He's like, "All right, we got a lead." Meanwhile, Edgar still following, or Egger still <laughs> following Rosenberg. Stack. They um. He he meets up. Rosenberg meets up with an alien from the same race as him, who informs him that a bug has landed on the planet, and they're looking for the galaxy. And they got to get away. But wouldn't you know it, Egger's already there, and he's serving them their lunch. And he kills both of them, and he takes this possession that they had, that he thinks is the galaxy, and he fucks off.
2: Fun fact about this scene: If you guys want a want a little behind the scenes trivia, if you didn't know about it, yes, please, of course. Uh, so, like many movies that are shot, as uh Dave will probably be familiar, uh these things change a lot. Even in the middle of production, sometimes entire plot points are rewritten. Well, originally, Absolutely. these two guys were supposed to be from two different alien species who were at war a long time ago and are trying to keep peace between their prospective races. And they had this whole dialogue scene in English talking about that. Well, when they rewrote it to be about a bug, they rewrote it to these two guys being uh, the same species, but they didn't want to reshoot the whole fucking scene. So they just muted all their dialogue and matched gibberish up to the lips and then dubbed in whatever the fuck they wanted to make it work. Beautiful. And it's brilliant. I like filmmaking sometimes. Goddamn, dude. So fucking smartly done. And it works so beautifully. Creative people are fun. Yeah, I appreciate that. Whenever it's they do brilliant. it right.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, they actually they you're right, they changed so much of the script of this movie that they had to do all that. They also did it later on with Frank's dialogue. And it's a it's actually a really funny quote from from Barry Sonnenfeld. He said, "Every director should include a talking dog in their movie because it makes it easier to change the plot later." <laughs> Perfect.
2: It's great. <laughs> God, I just love that shit, man. And I it just reinforces a point that I've always had is that uh people work better under constraints than with carte blanche like
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to get creative.
2: Yeah, you Do have to uh, yeah. You have to force people into things to make them figure things out from that or else you get sloppy and you get matrix 2 and 3. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> right.
0: So K and J pose as FBI agents and go question Beatrice. They learn about the sugar water, which of course is why the lemonade is not good. Right, it's why agent K goes, "Shit, Shit,
1: <laughs> I have a feeling what this is. Shit.
0: So they neuralize Beatrice, and Kay gives her a a, a shitty backstory. Which Jay the Jay's like, like of "Come on, man, give her a, give her a better memory
2: here." Kay, I'm getting paid by the word here. <laughs> Let me give you another backstory. It's such a nice uh, nice little touch again from Will Smith that like he takes the time. It gives him a lot of humanity, a lot of character. That he's like, man, come on, like no, you're going to go out and get crew. some dresses. You're going to make yourself look nice. <laughs> and it's a, it's a theme that he keeps revisiting with all of these Yeah, yeah it's people. not so
1: much all about the job at that point. It's about yeah. keeping the humanity. It's about people, yeah. He's a new
0: recruit. He's he's still less removed from this world as everybody else is. So right. So it makes sense that he would be
1: concerned about that kind of thing.
2: It's good writing. It is. And acting. Will Smith brings this character to life.
1: Well, I mean, he had to, or else David Schumer would have, <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> right,
2: and David, David Schumer was
0: <laughs> not going to bring this character to life. No.
2: Ooh, ooh.
0: Kay goes outside, and he analyzes the dirt, and he's like, please don't turn green, please. And it turns green, and he's like, all right, we got a bug. And then Jay's like, well, what do we do? And he's like, well, with a
2: bug, we go visit the
0: morgues. Hey, go That's see some how daddy's. you know bugs are for
1: real.
2: Again, I gotta fucking point out, like, goddamn, just good writing all around when they just sneak in this exposition- and just make it work naturally like we're absolutely we, we've already set up that this That's is a weirder true. sci-fi universe and things are don't make sense but like it makes enough sense that we go along with K like oh we got bugs let's go check the morgue we're like oh yeah sure. Of course. sure and it's like, there's a game that. plan yeah. there's a game plan that they've d- they've gone through this before Exactly. we
1: know what to do the protocol of it also this is bad
2: right. yes
1: yeah. it's not right. a, this is our worst possible game right. plan we could have
2: This is, like, the perfect way to handle, like, spoken dialogue exposition in a movie. Handled brilliantly. It's not some fucking awkward over-narration bullshit. Quick and done. Exactly. Sets the thing. We're right there. Ta-da.
0: Bam. And then we move along. Ta-da. To the morgue, where Laurel Weaver, played by Linda (laughs) Fiorentino. Right. Fiorentino. Fiorentino
1: the girl from dogma the
2: girl from dogma That's boy she doesn't it. she doesn't I was burn like, bridges and get cut out of other movies at all does she
1: right she's not famous for that at all
2: <laughs> i was uh-uh. like
0: she's in so she's in something i know she's i know her face she's in a lot of things no
1: not in a lot
2: of things <laughs> she's incredibly easy to work with and gets tons of offers and work absolutely
1: everybody loves working with her
2: <laughs> i was watching
0: this i was like what do i know her from and it turns out Men in Black. That's what I know her from. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the girl from Men in Black. She's examining the bodies of these two aliens, and she's finding them a little unusual because they're aliens. J and K show up. They're posing as doctors and help her examine the bodies or whatever, and they discover that Rosenberg, not quite dead just yet.
1: <laughs> it's not like a princess bride. Well, he's only mostly dead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that, that she's like, feel around in there. Jay? What, what's weird about that? And he's like, oh, nothing. Feels nothing. great. And she's like, yeah, he has no organs. And he's like, well, yeah, that's what Besides I meant. Besides that, like, <laughs> it's all it's great. Like, obviously, the organs are intact, is what I'm saying. Compliment been been my eyes again.
1: Fully. This is Your also... Laura, or whatever her name is. Yeah, This was, is the um, second
2: part of another great just uh setup. Every time that Kay introduces Jay, at first he introduces him as Agent Black. <laughs> and then here, at yes. this one, he's introduced as Dr. White. And both times, Will Smith gives this look like you motherfucker. Like, <laughs>
1: I love it because because Agent K gives himself like this really thought out name. He's like, My name is Dr. Ronald Liverstein or right. whatever, and this is Agent this is Dr. Black. Like bro. No, I like Fuck this guy. It's so <laughs> wait, awesome. Why am I black? And then wait, what? <laughs> so this uh, this mortician? Yeah. She is horny. She is. Like, Here. Like this time. Real horny. Wait, not, like, yeah. not this like time. Proper horny. Not this time. It's oh yeah. No, this is the this is the time she's horny. Oh yeah, she's coming on real strong. She says, "Hey, you got nice eyes. Also, hey. feel this dead guy.
0: Yeah, take take my hand and let's. Oh let's yeah, hold I guess this, she has this man's organ together. Right. Either
1: you're going to be inside me or you're going to be inside this dead guy <laughs> with me. I'm at work, so be inside this dead guy. Yeah. Also, also we did, very
2: pretty eyes. We did jump past uh, another <laughs> quote from this movie I use quite frequently, which is after Will Smith puts on the last suit he'll ever wear. Uh, he cockily tells Tommy Lee Jones, uh, you know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Oh I yeah. This look good. I, I've said that I don't think to he does. many people. You don't? No, I don't think he looks that good in that suit. I think it's I don't the, think the mustache. Suit's very well fitting. Really? The yeah. mustache is not, I don't like mustache Smith.
1: No, I think it, the, the suit's hanging off him funny. I think the suit looks great on Tommy Lee Jones. I don't think it looks good on Will Smith. I think this suit looks a lot like Ryan from experience, grind, fame, whenever he does Champ or Chump. Whenever he wears <laughs> suit, the thing just kind of, it's baggy off him like he just found in a dumpster. Like, like that type of suit. It wow. was
2: his older brother's and he still hasn't grown quite into it. Right. Uh-huh. right. He hasn't realized, I'm not growing anymore. I'm a I little boy. I get it. Maybe it's it's a subtle thing because Will Smith hasn't grown into Timely Lee Jones's shoes yet, but oh, he's getting it's a metaphor Because it's the there.
0: last suit he's ever going to wear. He's got to mm-hmm. grow into it. Yeah. He's right. He's got to grow right. into the role. See?
2: See? <laughs> Based it's a metaphor, them. Dave. <laughs> he's, he's a fantastic director.
0: Also, Oscar for costume design. No? Not. Nope. It was makeup. Nope, they didn't get that one. It was makeup. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I tried. So anyway, Rosenberg's dead body's face opens up after Will Smith plays with his ear. It
1: is awesome. It's so cool.
0: And, uh, and there's this little alien man inside the face. And he looks awesome. And he looks awesome. And, and he tells them, to prevent war, the galaxy is on Orion's belt.
1: Matt Cowan. Who wants to know? Do you guys ever know about Orion's Belt before this movie? Of course. I did too. Uh
2: absolutely hands down Orion's Belt is and always has been my favorite constellation. I've loved looking sure. at it since like I learned about yeah. it in uh like first grade when we had planetarium day at school. Uh, yeah. I remember Orion's Belt day. sticking out I and it. then like since then it's my favorite thing. Uh because I leave for work so early, I usually get to see Orion when I'm going to my car every morning when I go to work at like Five forty. Like, what's up, Orion? Hey, Orion I, I, I do no say bud. that. I, yeah. I always give him a point. I'm like, what's up, Orion? I, it's, uh, it's my it little thing wonder. with this. It's just like, hey, Orion,
1: keep those pants
2: up. Right. Up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're doing great, Bill. It makes me wonder, Matt Cowan, did he get flashed? Like, <laughs> oh, no. K-style in this <laughs> Maybe. thing? Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Look,
0: there's only, just as saying. far as I'm concerned, there's only three constellations. It's the the two dippers and the belt. Also,
1: That's it.
2: Also, also. Two also, dips, one belt. Uh... <laughs> This guy is being very pedantic because he makes a point constantly to say it's in Orion's belt, but at no point has anybody ever called a cat's collar a fucking belt. That's Never. true. Never, ever. That's true. Not Spoilers. once <laughs> in any culture has that ever happened. It's kind of like saying,
1: oh, it's in Orion's sock. Yeah. Cat mittens. <laughs>
2: that type of
1: thing. Kitten mittens. Yeah. The, You'll uh, be smitten. The crazy
0: thing is this cat is in the morgue just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And I feel like the alien could have just as easily said, the galaxy is on the cat hey,
1: see that fucking cat over there? <laughs> the the collar. Look there. Let's Check stop. it out. Movie over.
2: The thing it's that looks like a marble. It's not a marble.
1: The galaxy is <laughs>
0: on Orion's belt.
2: Also, theoretically, this cat's hanging out there for like two days and has never bothered this lady for food or water. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: right. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a cat uh, hanging out. Cats are stupid. Is it eating the <laughs> dead people
2: in the morgue?
0: Is that what's happening?
2: Be. She's, a, be it. she's a terrible either fucking that,
0: doctor. Either that or David Cross is feeding him. <laughs> David Cross. We'll get there. It was a we'll great cameo. <laughs> ah. So Kay neuralizes Weaver, and then they head back to headquarters. Edgar has this, this stolen possession that he took, and it, he's banging it around the Extermination van, and it turns out it's just filled with diamonds.
1: It's, it's just diamonds. This is what the guy's hole was in it. It's just diamonds. And he's like, No, ah!
0: this isn't the galaxy that I'm looking for.
2: <laughs> so he resumes his search. Another fucking just great production design thing here is when he dumps the diamonds out, they could have just shot like a fucking moving van floor, dump the diamonds out, call the shot, get it out of there. But no, there's like sand and dirt and all kinds of shit on this scummy floor that would be there that is just. It adds so much little layers to this shit, man. It's New York, man. I get it. Seeing the sand and the rubber mat was so much more than just like, ah, they put thought into this. God damn it. There's hot I believe it, man.
0: This is a used van. (laughs) (laughs) So Jay and Kay are looking at Orion's belt with Zed, and Zed's like, you guys are idiots. There's three stars. There's no galaxy in Orion's belt. Pretty sure you heard him wrong, Jay. And Jay's like,
1: no, that's what he said. I know what I I heard. I'll write a rap song about it later.
2: sure. Do you guys know why they call him Z by the way? Z? Z. Cuz he is Z, but like that's constantly referred it's to like as Z everywhere it's, but it's, here. It's like
1: my friends in England always say JZ. Really which is weird. That's yeah, very weird. It's weird.
0: Oh, that's super weird.
2: I I was very weirded out cuz I learned the Rush song is actually YYZ, not YYZ.
0: Holy trinity, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can't fuck with that. Nope. While they're trying to figure out the whole Orion's belt thing, they discover that a bunch of aliens have just suddenly left the planet. Yeah, they fucked off. Like they know something's going on. Yeah, makes sense. And then they notice this giant Archillion battleship above the Earth, which is the race that Rosenberg, the little tiny alien in the head was. (laughs) Sure. And they're sending a message, but for some reason... They don't know English, and the translator from one of the scenes earlier is, is not working all of a sudden, I guess.
1: Nope, not working. So
0: now, now they have to decrypt whatever this message is from the Archelians. So while they're doing that, he's like, hey, why don't you go down to that jewelry store and, and figure out what's going on? So what J.K. The, uh, do that. He's like, wait, give uh, the kid a weapon. Uh, oh, yeah. dear.
2: But before we get there, what is the name? one of my most quoted things. What is the yeah. num- name of the, uh, the two aliens that are trying to decipher this message? You guys don't remember? It's, we and Bob. You're right, because when right. Thomas
1: leeson Johnson delivered the name the first time, I went, how? How, yeah. how did you do that? <laughs> how did they get him to do, like, that how that much money were they like? the goofy
2: And Bob. <laughs>
1: and Bob. He really is a treasure, isn't he? Thomas leeson Johnson? Oh, absolutely.
0: Do you know what we didn't talk about? All of the other known aliens on the screen when he first showed Will. It's like Sylvester Stallone were, and others. It, it was Al Roker, Sylvester Stallone, Newt Gingrich. Tony Robbins, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg.
2: No Michael Jackson this time, but he does make a Not bigger this role time. in the second Not one. Not this time. Actually, in the foreign
0: versions, they dub in his name instead of Dennis Rodman later in the movie. Oh, dear. Because foreigners don't know who Dennis Rodman is. North Korea does. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> so Kay gives Jay the noisy cricket, and Jay's like, this thing's tiny. I don't want this. What, what are you doing? You got that cool big gun. You give me this
1: little guy. I'm upset. You got to imagine that there's some guys out there with, with small power sources that when they found the name Noisy Cricket, they went, oh, finally, I can name this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot like when, when uh, A Few Good Men came out and people were like, oh, you can't handle the truth. I'm going to name it the truth or something oh, like that. But here's so the Noisy fucking, Cricket.
2: So many idiots that did that that thought they were so fucking smart. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that from four other dudes. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. Those guys got some real, uh, some real BDE, some baby dick energy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bam, got him. That's, that's got to be some sort of Who Framed Roger Rabbit reference when you think about it. Note to self: rename <laughs> Baby <Our> Herman. Source. <laughs> <laughs> I saw who he was with. He probably named his my Stokey. for sure. So Edgar gets to
0: Rosenberg's before J and K do, and he breaks around every the whole place. He's just tearing the place apart, looking for this galaxy. And he sees a picture of, of Rosenberg's cat on the wall. And he goes, Oh, okay, I know what's going on. So Edgar <laughs> leaves. And then K and J show up. And they're like, wow, it's weird that a person came in here and smashed everything up but didn't steal any expensive jewelry. Also, this guy likes his cat. This guy loves his cat. He's got a whole <laughs> shrine to his cat on the wall. And everything says
1: Orion all over it. But I somehow these two completely miss did it. did not realize how much they lean into that cat. So quickly. Oh, yeah. And it is it is laid on thick. Big yeah. time. Big time. And somehow, it, it goes unnoticed.
0: Well, on rewatches, you're going- On rewatches, Oh, it's boy. Obvious. That but, yeah. cat's getting a lot of screen time. But the first time, you're like, oh, my God, it was the cat. Of course it was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> too late, man. It's too late. It's because they fucking call it a belt. Anyways. <laughs> <'Cause it's, laughs> right.
0: Everybody knows cats wear belts. I wonder why and, I didn't um, pick up. <laughs> So Kay and Jerry are like, it's probably the bug behind this, right? Because there's no jewelry stolen. It's got to be the bug. And then they hear a shot outside, and it's Edgar walking away with a gun in his hand because
1: the extermination van was getting towed. It was, and it's getting towed by this the tow truck man. And Edgar grabs a rifle to which the tow truck man pulls out a revolver, and he goes, "No, no, no!" And he puts the revolver it back. It's puts like, it back. how did you think this was going to end? Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy, I
0: got one too. I'm going to put it away, though.
1: <laughs> I feel like here is where. If Clint Eastwood had played K, he'd go out and there'd be like that old school spaghetti Western. Oh, of course. Mexican standoff. <laughs> go ahead, Bug. Make
2: <laughs> my day. Go ahead, Bug. Make my day would have absolutely been in this fucking good. movie. And it would Best have like, all signed. all Officially. Uh, uh, <laughs> 100% that line would have made it. I would have hated every second of that, too. And uh-huh.
1: simultaneously loved it. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Anyways. <laughs>
0: So Edgar gets into the tow truck and starts driving away, and Jay's like, I got the noisy cricket, and he shoots it at him thinking, nothing's going to happen because it's a tiny gun, but then he goes flying backwards.
1: He just learned about aliens. You should assume everything is going to blow up the planet at all times. All times.
2: Uh, another fantastic uh, moment of sound design is the design of the noisy cricket, how it is the sound of a cricket that like swells and gets louder, and it also yep. fucking... Oh. Absolutely. Very cool.
0: Very cool. And then he the, the kickback on this gun is insane. He goes flying back he goes flying every back. time.
1: Also, whenever I get handed anything that's like small, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna break this damn thing. It's been in my head for twenty-three years. I feel yeah. like I'm gonna break this
2: damn thing. Locked in there.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the first time I grabbed one of these stupid small cans of something. Now they're <laughs> they're still like proper ounces for a, a can of, of booze. But they're just stretched out, and they're taller now. And I go, I don't want to break this damn thing.
0: <laughs> so Jay fires off about two more shots, and Kay's like, "Hey, man, not in front of civilians. What are you crazy?" <laughs> and Jay's like, "What are you talking about? This guy's gonna end the world."
1: And he's like, "Come on, he can't. We we have his spaceship." Realistically, what Jay should have said was, "You're my fucking teacher. You need to teach at some point." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't just assume I know all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm known to be a a cop with the NYPD, not so much with the MIB. Right. Well,
2: and again, this comes up. It's a nice little scene where Will Smith is trying to explain what's happened to the entire crowd of the people that just saw him shoot this gun. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, uh, some swamp gas came off Venus and... uh... (laughs) It's just... I like that he's trying the whole time.
1: Yeah, man. He understands he committed his life to this. Well, he also realized really like, he fucked this up,
2: it. and like he's trying to fix it. It's a nice little, it's a character thing of Jay. Like he's involved with the people. He's in there, and then it doesn't matter because they all get memory wiped. Right. Right.
0: And then one of these, uh, one of these times where he gets flung back from the kickback of the of the noisy cricket, he lands in the windshield of a car. And apparently the stuntman for that shot was wearing Kevlar underwear, so that's fun.
1: That's good. Oh. Gotta protect noise noisy cricket. <laughs> I,
0: didn't, I didn't know they made Kevlar underwear. They
2: make a lot do, of things do, out of Kevlar. Do, the more you know. I used to yeah. have uh, snare drum heads made out of Kevlar because I played so violently. Did you I wear them, them
1: over your junk area?
2: No, never right. there. Not like Super Troopers.
0: <laughs> See, Kevlar cup, I get that. Uh-huh. The whole underpants?
2: <laughs> it's a lot of garment. I guess if my ass was going through a windshield, I'd put some Kevlar on there too. I'd be like,
0: yeah, what kind of protective underpants do you have for me?
2: And then the the stunt coordinator, he's like, hey man, these are made of Kevlar, you're like, oh, sure. Wait, are you gonna shoot my ass? Let's Hold on. My- do we have squibs? <laughs> are we doing squibs today? No, it's just a windshield scene.
1: Give me no, the Kevlar underwear. No, we're shooting <laughs> a squid.
2: A squid. Oh. We're shooting a squid. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it's an alien movie. Follow along, stupid ah, extra. I got the wrong B pages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the Archelians and the ship above Earth, they fire a warning shot, and they're like, hey, we're going to go to war in an hour. I feel hour.
1: like this warning shot should have been taken more seriously because they melted a fucking pole. Right? Yeah, how is this like the explained North pole, away? It's just water?
0: It's gone? They're just like, oh, whoops. There goes a lot of the world. <laughs> I guess we can you just- have. Slash people's memory about that.
2: Who the fuck all came together and decided an entire galactic week is one goddamn hour? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. A
0: galactic week is about yeah, it's about an hour.
1: <laughs> one hour. <laughs>
2: like, at what this time is one and a half ever? galactic weeks? Yeah. Holy shit, that's a long time. It's a cool man.
1: one and a half galactic weeks, so. though. <laughs> right, a cool one and a half galactic weeks. Kind of like the world is gonna no, the world's gonna be a hot one and a half galactic weeks now. But- <laughs> The pole is gone. Right, that North Pole is gone. Pole is gone. Everything should be flooded, especially cities in New York.
2: Should be gone. Yeah, I feel like this is addressed in uh, the second movie because isn't Michael Jackson like up at the poles in like just a scarf and there's tons of penguins because it's like super warm? Is that a thing?
1: Maybe it's been a long time since I've seen the second one. Stay tuned, I guess. I yeah, get... we'll get there. As Kyle's our 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 <laughs> resident Men in Black expert, he'll be back for Men in Black too. It'll be great. I can't right. wait.
2: Yeah, I went to Battery Station Park. I walked by the giant fan.
0: Nice. That that makes him the actually makes me the expert. Actually, that's that's all you need. Yeah. How many times can you say actually in one sentence? Because <laughs> I just tried it four <laughs> times in one sentence. <laughs> Words are meaningless. We know that. Ah. So K and Z they don't seem too worried about about the bug getting off planet because uh, you know what. Where's he gonna, how's he going to get out of here? We have his ship. But then Jay's like, guys, do you remember that thing you said earlier about the World's Fair and the, the flying saucers being real? I think that's probably where he's going. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: right. The thing I learned about yesterday. Yeah, this is one of the, the quotes that I, again, use quite frequently is the, uh, hey, old guys. Because <laughs> uh, many times <laughs> I've worked with a group of dudes that are older than me that either just because they're hard of hearing or they're just stuck up asshole old dudes. Uh don't generally hear old, me. Yeah. and hey so you give them the uh... old guys. <laughs> it really gets their <laughs> attention works, pretty though. well. It works very well. Uh this is also a great scene of uh Thomas Leeson Johnson uh not actively typing on the keyboard. He's just holding his fingers above it doing this the whole time. He's an time. old
1: guy. What are you expecting from him? It's alien technology. Oh Come it's on. so
2: great. Uh.
1: <laughs> if Clint East would have gotten that gig he'd be like,
2: Go ahead, Keys,
1: type yourselves. <laughs> Do it. You feel lucky, Keith? I feel like if it was Clint
0: Eastwood, it would have had to go full minority report in it where he just waves his hands around. He's like, I don't know type. what type. <laughs> I you don't mean? know what's going on here. <laughs> I know what you're thinking,
2: punk. Did I control alt delete or just alt F4? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel lucky? Do you? Wow.
1: That is beautiful.
2: <laughs> it's
1: called improv. It's a thing. That I wish Ryan understood better. I know.
2: <laughs> he claims he doesn't. He he he's good until he realizes he's doing it, and then he freezes up, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do this."
1: Yes, and <laughs> that was like an Owen
2: Wilson, "Yes, and
1: yes, wow. and yes, wow. and." <laughs> Edgar Acosta,
0: street vendor. He's like, "Where do you keep your dead?" And and eventually, gets the answer: city morgue. Somehow. Do you think that New York only has one morgue? That's the one morgue. Like, the, the famous yeah, morgue where all City the deadies morgue, go. That's right. where we send every dead person in New York City. And New York
2: goes to this one place where Linda Fiorentini is the only <laughs> also person inspecting every dead body in New York.
1: Well, Come on down to New York City morgue where you can see a dead friend and maybe get a date. To be fair,
0: <laughs>
2: she's got an excellent receptionist in David Cross.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Uh, e- Edgar also steals some postcards, and he proceeds to the morgue. Kay decides to shake down an alien dog, Frank, for for information. Like literally, he shakes him down.
1: He very much is shaking a pug. Yes, a pug dog, just shaking a dog violently, a lot. shaking. People are watching on. Apparently, this pug was an asshole on set. It was a big time diva that had a long rider for what it needed, and mostly comes from the owner, obviously, because dogs are dumb. Right, and
0: dogs don't write their exactly. own riders.
1: Generally, generally so, speaking, yeah, it needed like fresh steak on set and only drank bottled water.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to shake the hell out of that pug, too. I will shake that pug. <laughs> and Frank basically tells him, yeah, the galaxy is tiny and it's on Earth. You humans are idiots. And Jake, but lucky for us is that the pug ended up barking at a cat. I, know, I was going to say, like, Jake, they're confused, but then the pug barks at a cat and they're like, oh, my God, remember that cat from
1: earlier? Hey, how about that? The cat they've only shown 90,000 times. I bet you his name's <laughs> Orion and the galaxy's probably on his collar. Because that's a belt for a neck, right? We got to go to the morgue. So
0: Edgar goes to the morgue and he threatens Dr. Weaver for the cat because the cat is Orion. We, we've established that. Sure. And then he's throwing her around and then Jay enters the morgue and he discovers that Dr. Weaver is being held hostage by Edgar after she kind of flirts with him, but in a way that she's like, no, actually I'm in trouble. I'm not really flirting right, with Right. She's you. like, you,
1: and you need to have what's down here. She's pointing down to the crotchal region. Yeah. And he's like, girl, you're coming out a little strong. too fast. And the problem with that is that you was horny as all hell in the first scene. Right. So these signals, are, they kind of make sense. You can't blame Will Smith for thinking these things no. when what happened in the first scene happened. They were not mixed signals. They still don't appear to be mixed signals. Right. <laughs> when someone points their cross, and says, hey, you got to get on that. You got to check this thing out right now. Check it.
2: <laughs> you got to look it's at problem. this
0: thing. Take a look at my situation down here. <laughs>
2: You really want to go to see this.
0: But then Edgar, who's like underneath this cart that she's holding. What is this? It's not like- a, I don't know. It's a gurney. It's a like it's
2: a dead body a Oh, it's just a
0: gurney.
1: But it's a gurney yeah. with like this really appropriate sheet in front of it to cover it. Which yeah. Which is just There's sewing. no body on the gurney. Just a sheet. It looks like this thing took time to set up. We've all made pillow forts at a point, like when you're younger, and it takes time to set up. Yeah.
0: Not if you're an alien bug living inside a slowly decaying Vincent D'Onofrio, though.
1: Fair enough, I suppose.
0: <laughs> so the cat jumps down and then, you know, he reaches up to get the cat, and now all of a Jay's like, oh shit, this is what's happening. And Kay's outside the whole time because he's talking to David Cross. Oh well, no, he did not talk. He discovered the dead David Cross. Right. He found yeah. David Cross on the ceiling because Edgar took care of David Cross.
2: Will Smith also do sex mocking him he he sex mocking him to stay outside because he didn't want Kay to uh, to flashy thing so he's like, Let me go in and handle it. Right. This. 'Cause you're gonna go in and flashy thing her and just give her cancer. Cause he's
0: right. He's, he's very <laughs> concerned
2: about the amount of times that she's been flashy thinged. Uh and also we get, before this we get he's like, Kay, did you ever flashy thing me? No.
1: Come on, <laughs> no, no, K, no,
2: K, okay. did you flash me? Did you flashy thing me? No, never. It is <laughs> he understood him. that he has flashy
1: thinged Laura a, a number lot. of times. I
2: think like four times at this point. He's like, Come on, you're gonna give it like cancer dude. <laughs> I would imagine it's a lot for the movie, but he's already referenced
1: going to the morgue a lot. Yeah, he's been there a number of times. She is. She's probably the
0: most flashy-thinked person in New York City. Right. So Edgar actually ends up getting the cat and and taking the collar and fucking off with Dr. Weaver and going headed to the World's Fair. He's like, he eats it. He's like, yeah, he swallows it. He's like, take (laughs) me to the place in this
2: postcard. And she's like, no. And he's like,
0: I'm gonna kill you. She's like, all right, fine.
2: Well, he does the weird predator mouth thingy. That I would understandably also be like, okay, oh, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, bud. Yeah, oh, uh, okay. I, <laughs> I gotta ask, like, so with this all taking place in Manhattan and its proximity to Jersey, like, which Sopranos character is an alien? You think?
1: That's a wonderful question.
2: I think definitely Paulie.
1: Paulie, probably.
2: I think Paulie. I feel like
1: Christopher. I feel like I do Christopher, think Christopher too. He's gotta be an alien,
2: Christopher. <laughs> I woke up this morning, took a UFO.
1: <laughs> what are you, Orson Welles, bringing up Jersey and UFOs? <laughs> yes, it's,
2: uh, it's the World's Fair because apparently that's we can just hide UFOs in the middle of the. Fight that's New Queens. York. That's New York. Ah. Uh, it's Queens beautiful. is the other
1: side of the Manhattan yeah, Island. You just park some UFOs on top of some towers, and it just looks like you buildings. Call it a day and you play tennis underneath it. Does That's it also
2: have it? the Universal Studios Globe? It does. It does. Why? That's on location. That's the world. the world. That's the world. The, the world's sphere was there. Oh, okay. So Universal Studios stole it from that. No. No. <laughs> but still, well, the thing about the Universal <laughs> Studio the thing logo about the globe. is it's
0: also just <laughs> the world.
2: Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you're telling <laughs> the thing me. about artistic atlases is that so, sometimes they look similar. There's not to a other whole things. lot of artistic leeway for it to still be
0: <laughs> the world,
1: right? And that's why you have some crazy fucks who make it flat sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they lean in real hard. <laughs> but it's usually not a creative decision. No, they're just morons. You're right. It's not Mordor. Are you saying Mordor in the sense that I'd imagine, like after after Mountain Doom, it's just like a wall, Truman Show style. Because that's the you entire world that exists.
2: It's just, that's
1: actual flat Earth. Like I, I can see at the end of earth. that thing. But here's the thing. <laughs> I
0: flat hate, middle Earth. I hate a Lord of the Rings reference, but I love a Truman Show I, reference. There you <laughs> go. I can see
2: Frodo now. Sam. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Perfect. I can only drop a reference to the magnificent. Hey, this movie theater. What? That's the Jim Carrey movie, The Magnificent. It's a- oh, oh, the Majestic, the Majestic, the Majestic, the Majestic. Yeah. Right. That's definitely another Jim Carrey movie. If uh-huh. I've ever heard of one. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's.
0: We did it. So anyway, now is the part of the movie <laughs> where the where the Ar- Arquillians actually fire that laser and destroy the North Pole. Fine. And then Jay's like, "Hey, old guys, we gotta go. Fine. We gotta go to Queens." So they take the Queens Midtown Tunnel, and the thing about this. This tunnel is, there's traffic. There's always traffic. No, here. no. But there's a button in
1: the car that you're never Hold. supposed to hit. Time out okay. from life yeah. for a second. Sure. Brian, you've been in New York a thousand billion times. A few. I used to work there. Kyle, New York, yeah?
2: Uh, once on an extended field trip when I was a junior in high school. It was a great time.
1: Very nice. Fantastic. It's awesome. The thing about traffic in these tunnels. Yeah. They don't start halfway through the tunnel. Nope, that's true. <laughs> they are a consistent through and through because of tolls and The whatnot. entirety
0: of the tunnel, usually for quite a ways before you get to the tunnel. They so. launch
1: into this tunnel for a long time. And the thing about the Queen's Bentown Tunnel is it's not nearly as long as the Lincoln or Holland Tunnel. True. This goes on for way too long when you think about it. Well, the thing is, they actually built a scale model of this tunnel.
0: A scale model. one scale, 96 feet long, with exact replica of down-to-the-graffiti... To film this. and uh, How much
1: graffiti is in 96 feet?
0: Well, it's not actually 96 feet because the, the 1-8 scale replica is 96 God, feet.
1: I got what you're saying. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this is this is a, an exact replica of that tunnel. So I don't know. The traffic does not start halfway through. That's ridiculous. Well, no. That's, that's crazy. Fine. But anyway, they hit the red button because don't ever hit the red button. Checkoff's red button in the car. <laughs> God damn course, it, wait. we all know.
2: This is also another fucking thing that, like, is established early on when Will Smith is like, All right, man, I'm gonna do this job, but like, you wanted me, so I don't want to be like your sport or your tiger and nothing oh like that. God. And then immediately, <laughs> the entire time, Tommy Lee Jones and Zed are both like calling him kid, sport, and uh, all that these G- fucking slick. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And at so this good. point, it's he's excellent. like, Hey, man, remember the red button? Press the red button, kid. And uh, also Boom. put on a seatbelt, which Will Smith doesn't do. Which
0: doesn't do, which leads to just hijinks of him falling. Of course, because for... not wearing a seatbelt's always funny, as we all know.
1: Fantastic
2: <laughs> physical comedy from Will Smith at this point. Yeah. Which is not a
1: common thing from no. Will Smith. Physical no. Physical comedy. You guys usually got a pay extra for that. It's good that we got Will
2: Smith young. Before It's definitely, it's like Chevy Chase levels too like him. famous. Awkwardly spread out on the roof of this car, like, folded into himself. Like, he is... Fully committed into this thing.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the car goes plaid and they, they drive on the, on the roof of the <laughs> tunnel. Edgar and Dr. Weaver get to the World's Fair and he's climbing up to the saucer after he's swallowed Orion's Collar's Galaxy. Yeah, he tells
1: Laura, he's, he's like, like yeah, come it's with a me. I'm I, need a I need a snack. Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> but Jay and K arrive just in time to save her. They, no, they start they firing him. Well, he drops her. Right, into a tree. Into a tree, where she <laughs> awkwardly hangs onto a branch that is way too small to support any human weight. Right, and she stays there for... Ever. The, for
2: forever. The rest of the movie, she is, Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> she is Groot. She is. But he actually makes it into one of the saucers, and he takes off. But J and K shoot it down, luckily. What Hold a on. shot.
1: You're skipping the most important thing. The most movie. important thing. Without a doubt, it's the most important thing. Is it the, the meds off there is a fly ball. Oh, I At fucking Shea knew
0: Stadium. the Mets reference was going to be the thing we
1: had to stop for. This is a rare time where you got a Mets fan here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you cast Bernard Gilkey? Who else could they have gotten? <laughs> uh, I, I'm i unsure. An actor, possibly. No, nope. Gilkey. Bernard Gilkey. He played in the majors for 12 years. He batted 275 over that span. He only hit 118 home runs. Yep. He was mediocre and absolute best, but at the same time, he also got into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. And okay. I'm assuming it's for being in Men in Black because those stats yeah. don't gonna, anything it special. It sounds to me That's like he nothing. was
0: trying to jump
1: onto a movie career. The thing that blows my mind about this is that the Mets often come up in these weird post apocalyptic movies. Sure. Because you have the Mets in Men in Black, you have the Mets in Endgame. Endgame. How you see City Field there, it's not chasing <laughs> him, but you also get the Mets in Futurama. That's where true. he fills up Shea Stadium with the boiling water and drops the enemy into it. Yeah, is he it also a, yeah.
2: the Mets in uh, City Slickers? He
1: wears a Mets hat. Billy yeah. Crystal wears a Mets hat very much against his will because he is a
2: diehard Yankee fan. Yeah. That's that's called acting, Batfleck. It is
1: called acting. Yeah. But then out. you also get weird moments of the, the, the Mets, the 69 Mets in Frequency with Cleon oh. Jones. Not that you guys care so much. But then it comes back again in Men in Black 3 with Shea Stadium. Really? When you have the uh, the guy from Boardwalk Empire, who I didn't bother looking up, how they're actually at Chase Stadium okay. for that plot point or whatever it is. Why are the Mets a thing? New Just York. period. Period. I'll tell you but what. But then why are the Mets
0: a thing in Hollywood? I'll tell you as what. Well? <laughs> Um It's because this is set in New York and they're cheaper than
1: the Yankees. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> Every time that'll do it.
2: I guarantee it's that that for sure.
1: I Well, it makes sense also because Chase Stadium was right next to. What is the World's Fair yeah. and the U.S. That Open That actually for tennis. makes a lot of it's, sense, yeah. It is a quarter mile away, maybe? Right.
0: Whereas Yankee Stadium, they would have to go to the Bronx.
1: Who wants to do that? Nobody. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the parking there is ridiculous. Come on. The parking is insane. That's all I have on the Mets.
0: Okay, all right. It's very I, important The
1: flying saucer <laughs> goes up, Bernard Gilkey gets hit in the head with a ball, and I'd imagine that he got hit in the head with a ball a lot because he was a shitty outfielder for the Based
0: New York on Mets. the stats, it doesn't sound like he was going to catch that ball.
1: He I
2: mean, was very, not going to uh, catch that ball. The very comical. Routine
1: fly ball, Bernard Gilkey gets hit in the head.
2: Bonk yeah. sound when it hits him on the head.
0: Because the sound design, like you said. Yeah, it was like it's like a coconut in the Flintstones when it hits him on the head.
2: It's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> and he's looking up at this ball like he is acting. Uh-huh. Oh, man.
0: Well, He's that, aware of a camera on he him. He was really hoping that that was where his career was going to go. <laughs> it's like, if I just land this one scene, Hollywood will
2: take me away from the other. I LV. just
1: saw Shaq put out a, a Shazam movie. Man, this is my chance. I'm going to be
2: the guy who drops the ball, but it's going to be comedic. Have either of you guys seen Windy City Heat? No. No.
1: Oh, oh Sharknado also did a thing with, with uh, a City Field or Shea Stadium. I'm not reading the whole article. I'm not going to do it, but still. <laughs> you have a whole article. They did it. I I knew knew we were going to have to pause for the Mets. Goddamn Mets. What's (laughs) funny is that in Avengers Endgame, when they show City Field and it has more fans there than usual, people are snapped. (laughs) It still does have more fans than usual. That's right. So, yeah, J and K shoot down the flying saucer. (laughs) I'm I'm so happy you beat me to that one. (laughs) I'm a Mets fan. It's like built in self hate. Yeah. And it carries on to the rest of my life. So, it's perfect. There you go. (laughs) So, the. The flying saucer crashes
0: and Edgar gets out and he's like, All right, now I'm mad. So he takes off the Edgar skin. Now he's just the bug.
1: He's a bug. He's this a big bug. CGI
0: boy. bug that wasn't originally supposed to be CGI, but then they were like, we can't move the puppet around. So we have to CGI this entire scene. And apparently it was forty five CGI shots each that cost a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. A lot of four point five point five million dollars on this scene. And Sonnenfeld is like it was the best four and a half million dollars I've ever spent.
2: It, it still holds up very well, man.
0: Very well. It does. A, yeah, absolutely it does. So the bug eats their guns. So now now what yeah, are these two humans going to do? Kay is like, all right, well, I'm going to go in and get my gun. And Jay's like, huh? <laughs> Kay's like yelling at the bug. He's like, eat me, eat me. And the bug eats him. The bug him eats him. Because the bug's dumb. It's like, obviously he wants to get ate.
1: Yeah. Well, he's asking for it,
0: literally. Yeah. So Jay's got to create a distraction so the bug doesn't get onto the second ship because... World's Fair's got, well, actually, in real reality, three ships. But in the movie, there's two. There's two.
1: And also, we learn that there's eight minutes left to save the planet Earth. Right,
0: we've only got eight minutes to save the world. And
1: I'm wondering how big of a threat this actually is, because they only send two agents. Right. There's a lot of letters we've, out there. What seen, are we doing? And the contamination crews are usually like 17 people.
0: Like, True. We could have, we could have backup
2: here, for sure. But I think uh, the only ones that could get there quickly were J and K. That's why they had to... Uh, they had to use Red Button. They had to use the big red button on the tunnel. Like, the other guys, I assume, are on the way, but they had—they were the only ones that could get there quickly to, like, they had to do something.
1: They're the New York-based
2: ones. You would think, you though, will. that they have fucking helicopters. They're the goddamn men in hope. black. You They've got to have some they're... sort of UFO technology.
0: <laughs> Their headquarters is based on an airport. You would hope that they have some sort yeah. of quick travel. It's only crown caprice. That's it. They're based on the <laughs> TWA terminal at JFK, so... <laughs> But yeah, Jay's like I gotta distract this guy, so he starts stomping on cockroaches. But of course, the Humane Society was like, "You can't stomp on actual cockroaches if you want our little our little blurb at the end of your credits that says no animals were harmed." So instead, Jay is stomping on mustard packets. Is that all they had from Crafty that
1: day? Apparently, they were like, "All right, stomp oh, on some mustard packets." There, so there was a bug wrangler in the credits. I didn't notice a bug. Ra- a well, bug yeah. wrangler.
0: But that's because after every scene, they had to count the bugs to make sure none of them actually died. Right, so ASPCA. Sure, it's important. You gotta, you gotta get that in
1: the arms of <laughs>
0: the angel. Honestly, they had to make sure they didn't kill any cockroaches, just so people wouldn't be
1: concerned for the pug getting shaken. <laughs> it's kind of like whatever you do, uh, what will become a rated R movie. You put something really fucked up in there that's going to distract from something else a little less fucked up, so you know what's going to get removed, and that's how it becomes rated R right. instead of rated NC seventeen. NC seventeen. <laughs> so Jay stepping on all these cockroaches makes
0: the bug real mad so he comes down and he's like alright that's enough of that and then K shoots his way out of the bug's digestive system because he, he retrieved his gun he shoots his way out and he splits the alien in half and he retrieves the galaxy all at once it's great so he, he messages Zed he's like hey tell the Archelians we got their galaxy they don't have to blow up the world
2: I like this gun
0: and then Jay and K are recovering from their battle and all of a sudden the top half of the bug shows up and like a legitimate jump scare at the end of the movie, which I did not appreciate. But. <laughs> <laughs> but then Dr. Weaver has made her way down from the tree, apparently, and uses Jay's gun to shoot the bug. And she's like, hey, you guys have interesting jobs. Yeah. Sets her up. That's pretty much the movie. There's like a little scene after that where where, where Kay's like, hey, kid, I wasn't training you as a, as a partner, but a replacement. Replacement. You're on your own. Two days of training—that should be enough to save the <laughs> universe, right? You've got everything you need, right? Good luck. Neuralize me. Neuralize the shit out of me, and then he does, he does. and he's like, "All right, well, now I got my my partner here, Doctor Weaver, A.K.A. H and L."
1: Right, and then you get the whole entire National Enquirer magazine or whatever it is who says like, "Oh, guy wakes up from coma, thirty-five years later." It's, right. It's. And, and he's, he's got it's that great. girl that he looked at for a second and in the then movie, <laughs> uh, of course <laughs> didn't talk about. yeah and then Jay decides to dress like a fucking idiot this, oh, this outfit change is fucking
2: our... awful it is so this Puff right Daddy here, 1997
1: was 100% what come he, with me this
2: yeah. is what
0: he would have been wearing if he was cast in the Matrix and you know it yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> this
2: is absolutely like Puff Daddy wanted to wear this in a music video and I was pissed <laughs> because Will Smith had it first
1: ah damn it Will that's the movie so I guess that is Men in Black from 1997, directed by the Barry Sonnenfeld. This movie kicks all the asses oh, so that have ass. ever this, existed. This yeah. movie is so much oh, fun. Agree. We didn't
2: even touch on the fact of the phenomenal fucking score that's pumping the whole thing uh, along with this. Yeah. Oh, this... we're going
1: to touch oh, on that a We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Trust me. Oh, I know. I know. My noisy cricket is a little bigger than usual because of that score. <laughs> we'll get there. We all agree we love it. Is that where we're at? No, I mean, of course. It's fantastic, course. right? It's a, a thousand percent, movie.
2: this movie still fucking holds up. It's a phenomenal piece of filmmaking.
1: Let me ask you boys, Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Kyle, go first.
2: Uh, I'm going to say this is scored in the upper 80th percentile. I'm going to say 91. The upper 80s, 91. The upper 80s, 91. I was going to say, I was gonna say 88. Uh-huh, so that's,
0: uh-huh. um, we're, we're on the same mind
1: You're level. both too low. Wow. Okay. Really? 92%. Wow. That was hey, very Good close for you, though. Men in Black. 79% audience score. You're too low, Kyle. You're 1% off. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert saw this thing because he was alive, and he gave it right. a three out of four stars. That's good. He said, a lot of big budget special effects films are a hair this side of self-parody and don't know it. Men in Black knows it and glories in it. It's a refreshing Bronx cheer aimed at movies that think $100 million budgets equal solemnity. This is not a film about superheroes, but the adventures of a couple hardworking functionaries whose assignment is to keep tabs on a sizable alien population of the United States. Functionaries. Roger Ebert's an alien because no one talks like this. I was just going to say, like, Roger Ebert definitely should have been on that
0: screen, and then he probably would have lowered it by a half star, but still, definitely an alien.
1: (laughs) He was too busy getting picked on for Godzilla. A year later, or whatever it was, when sure. that guy came up that looked exactly like Roger Ebert in oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah. He goes on to say, Men in Black continues this summer's tradition already established by Con Air and Batman and Robin of big budget action pictures that at least have the wit to know how silly they are. That I mean, that was the theme of ninety-seven. It was. It's also appropriate to say this is episode ninety-nine. Yep. Next week is our our big Episode one hundred. We're doing the thing where we will be talking about Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, mostly because you've been requesting it since episode two. It's mm. about time we do it. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's overdue.
2: Good luck, boys.
1: Good luck. What are you Ask- talking about? Good luck. We're gonna kick some ice. Nice. <laughs> I have a quick question for you, Kyle. Yeah. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs?
2: I uh, do The Ice Age. <laughs> Is that your quick question for me? That was it. That's
1: all I had for it. It was entirely Batman and Robin based. So happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, really, honestly.
1: Right. People who aren't happy are the monsters on Amazon.com. As they should. I mean, as they always are. They're very happy. They're very legitimately happy this time around. Oh, good. So we got a 4.7 out of 5 out of 4,600 reviews. Wow. 79% are five star. Only 1% are one star. Most of them got bad discs. That checks out. There's not any one stars for this thing. Let's give this thing a super sub score. Let's not do that. It is now time
0: for the Cape Podcasters Theater. In this installment of Cape Podcasters Theater, uh, as always, we have a bot script that was produced by Keaton Patty, a comedy writer. Uh, this one is set up as, I forced about to watch over a thousand hours <laughs> of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and then asked it to write a The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode of its own. And here's the first page. Uh, in this, I will be reading, I will be narrating. Uh, Dave will be doing the parts of Carlton and Uncle Phil. Fantastic. And Kyle will uh-huh. be doing the parts of Will Smith and Jeffrey the butler. So- and they are. there are a couple occasions where you will be doing the same voice back to back, I think, Kyle, so make, uh-huh. or, or Dave, one of you. So yeah, yeah. make sure you, you think about how you're going to portray each of these characters. <coughs> Get oh, I'm, the ready.
1: Podcast and,
0: uh, I'm ready. And with that, here we go. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, interior, house with money on it. <laughs> will Smith, played by Will Smith, sits on the couch, played by Will Smith. He watches TV. <laughs> His clothes are Philadelphia. His hair cheesesteaks. Ben Franklin is alive. I live in pool house. Carlton, the family's problem, dances down the stairs, played by Will Smith. Carlton falls and breaks his sweater in half. It is not fair. My clothes always snap, and I have a date this night. A head pops out from the kitchen. It is the butler's head.
2: A date with who? A suicide gun? The head (laughs) disappears.
1: The butler is known for such word kills. Not amusing. Hey, Will, can you teach me how to hard drugs? No way! I live in the pool's house! (laughs) The judge, Phil Uncle, enters. He eats a gavel sandwich. What transpires? Is it my hour for the TV? I need to watch! Butler's head pops
0: out of the ceiling.
2: Watch what? Your mass increase until you are the Earth's rival? (laughs) The head
1: disappears. The butler does no work. (laughs) I am a respected court fudge. I am late for college!
0: The head of the butler (laughs) appears... The head of the butler pops out of Carlton's chest.
2: (laughs) What college? A virgin university college for the never-sex boys?
0: Carlton dies from his chest hole, played by Will Smith. (laughs) Genius! Genius, genius, genius! And that has been another installment of Kate Podcaster's Theater. I love it.
1: I love it, as always. (laughs) let's give this thing a super stuff score okay but before we do that oh no
0: (laughs) i also have an actual imdb trivia
1: fact
2: oh
0: this is a real fact from imdb barry sonnenfeld the director in parentheses so you remember who it is uses the same font in these credits as he does in the adams family values oh good so yeah
2: in case you were wondering
0: wait is that the same credit font it sure is
2: I actually thought the credit font in this one looked like a uh, constellation. I thought that's what they were going for, but I liked it.
0: Maybe that's what they were going for in Adam's Family Values,
1: too.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe.
0: Let's give this thing a stuff score Adam's for family, real this time. Good movies. I like them. I like they both of them. They are good. He also did Get Shorty.
1: He did. I like which that, Which is too. the
0: reason they had to delay this one. Because right. they were talking to somebody else, and they were like, oh, no, the movie that he just made was bad. It's miracle on 34th Street. Yes. That one. And then they were like, let's just wait. <laughs> let's <laughs> wait right move, for Barry. As we call it. All right. Story and motivation, Men in Black.
1: You got a, a, a guy who's potentially finding a replacement for his partner, but then but twist. Then it's, twist it's, it's not. It's a
0: replacement for himself. I think the story is actually solid. It's pretty good.
1: It's a good story. And I, apparently the original script, not good. No, because Thomas leeson Johnson said, hey, this doesn't actually feel like the comic as it should, which was cool as hell for an old man to read a comic. That and was say, really cool, This yeah. doesn't feel like the comic as it should. And Spielberg was like, don't worry, it'll be better.
0: Uh, Will Smith also did not want the part after I read the script, and Jada was like, "You should do the
2: movie, <laughs> of course." So Jada wants that money. Uh, she sure does. <laughs> She's gonna get that Matrix money soon. I do. I think it's. I think the story works fantastically. I think it's on its whole, it's a little generic. I think it kind of has to be because it does get fantastical, and for us to be ready a- to absolutely. get there, like we got to be grounded in something fairly easy to digest really quickly. I, right. I don't Otherwise, think it's, it's yeah. perfect, but it's pretty high.
1: Yeah, I think the the story is really, really good. I think the motivation is good. Yeah, until the end when it's a twist, and then it feels a little forced. It does feel like, because they barely set up any reason for him to want to leave. I mean, they do, but like it even, seems real fast. Even our synopsis, we didn't because he is talk, like twenty years younger it. than the old guy yeah. at that point. Right. It, it seems a little forced. I'm gonna yeah. go 0.75. 0.75, I think, is perfect for this.
0: Heroes one. One absolutely. I love
1: it. He gets eaten. to get a gun. It's awesome. I great.
2: love it.
0: I mean, they're not the I ones who like say. It's, it's somebody
2: else. But <laughs> yeah, I agree. One H- hands down. But it's a one. Uh, these guys are great. They're, great. they're lovable. They're, the they're
0: saving the day. They're wiping memories. They get they get no respect. No respect at nobody all. Nobody
1: even knows who they are. Villains. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio is crushing it in this movie. I'm gonna go one five for just that acting choice that he had to make in this thing. One five. They're insane. Yes.
2: I will not disagree with that at all. Vincent D'Anfrio brings it harder than anybody I'm sure even thought they would. Like, he could have phoned it in. Nobody would have cared. But, like, he's so far above and beyond what could have been in this. Uh, Ah, thank you. I
1: feel like this is such an experience grind moment of Kyle not being able to pronounce a guy's name. (laughs) I love it
2: so much. That's all I do, man. It warms my heart. Vincent D'Anathriyanovsk. Nailed it. I'm not going to get it right. Third it try. Crushed it. Dinsent Fonafricos? Yep. He's now great oh, okay. I like that even That's better. 1-5. 1-5 <laughs> yeah. for
1: Dinofrio. Nailed it. That was it. He did it. Stop. Hard stop.
2: <laughs> I said Dinsent Fonafricos. Yeah, it was perfect. And that was the closest you've been to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, Question on this one. Do we yeah, go parents or teamwork? We should probably go teamwork. I, yeah. I imagine it's kind of a team of, no. even though it's just a team of two.
1: Oh, Is it now still the highest box office buddy comedy of all time?
0: I read that it that it was the highest. It was as of 2019, I don't, but I don't know if it still is. I think it might be. Because what movies came out this year? That's pretty damn good teamwork. <laughs> it's very did, good teamwork. Uh,
2: would you count 21 Jump Street? Did that make more money than this? It did not. No. From what
1: I understand, they tried to make the whole thing where they combined the two, Men in Black and the 21 Jump Street. Universes. Yeah, and they, they went,
2: were they were working towards that. Yeah,
1: and then I'm happy they realized, hey,
0: these things are different. So let's not I'm do glad that. They did not do that. That seems like a silly thing to try to combine. Yeah. Um Teamwork. Teamwork. I feel like K doesn't do a very good job of telling Jay what he needs to be doing. He's not a great teacher. He waits until Jay does something stupid and then goes, "Slick, you shouldn't have done that." Uh, yeah. Okay, I give <laughs> you.
2: But you learn best by doing. Not wrong. What. Well, What's he going to do? Sit him down and make him go through a PowerPoint? Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, th- it would have been cut from the movie, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> These are the that. Remulons. They will fire warning shots and melt our polarized caps, which will be very <laughs> drastic, but we will just ignore it. That's perfect.
0: Yeah. Nailed it. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> At least I have a, something to work
2: from. This movie is why nobody believes in global warming now. Because <laughs> men and black. Right, they, oh, hold on. That, that for the save that for the impact, please, at the end. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, they save the day together, but they also need the help of the third party to make it happen. So, do they?
2: I'll yeah. go point 0.5 I at best. I think
0: 0.5 is probably where this belongs because they do end up working well together eventually.
2: But it's not perfect. Yeah, I agree. Female
0: characters. She's there. Which we have, yeah.
1: She's real horny at first. And then, she and then she's is real, real distressed. Real distressed. Real but, damn But lily. it comes off as horny because why wouldn't it? And then she's stuck in a she tree. Established, and then she's stuck in a, a long time. But then she's the one who blows up the alien after she got out of the tree. So I'll go 0.25 to acknowledge she did something in this movie. That's fair. Also, she's the only. F- oh no, Beatrice. I Beatrice forgot about
2: Beatrice. I, I was going to say also point three zero because of the the that's not as well.
1: Nope, ah. that's not how
2: this works. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted an extra. Half a thing of a point for the teacher, but yeah, sure. Point two five. <laughs> the I women think... are they—they they are are objects in this movie. Stick to we don't points, know,
1: you maniac. We don't know what
2: what <laughs> sex slash gender the cat is. Is Orion? It's true. We
0: don't know Orion's gender. That's that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> You're right. Oh, what gender is the nothing? <laughs> <MacGuffin? laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's talk setting. New York, New York. It, it is, is New insanely
1: York. New York. It's super New York. Through and through. To mm-hmm. the
0: point where they filmed a scene, and then the New York Philharmonic was like, We're going to charge you for showing our building. And they were like, Let's refilm it.
1: It's not even that. It's the fact that this was supposed to take place in D.C. and Kansas yes, and Nevada. and a lot
0: of underground layers. Exactly. And, and, they were like, and
1: Barry Sonnenfeld said, Let's just put it in New York because there's a lot of crazy fucks there. And people are going to buy that some people just act weird in New York. And Absolutely. Let's call it a day. And then they show every single possible thing you could show in New York to make it iconic. Yeah. I'm going to go 1-5. One 1-5. Five. One five. I feel like, yeah. This even, is so New York, it's ridiculous. Even
0: the scene that takes place in Jersey, you have the Twin Towers in the background. Just to frame it as like, hey, we didn't go that far.
1: And you get Shea Stadium. And you and you get the World's Fair. That's
0: where the point .5 came from. They showed Shea Stadium. So Dave's like, 1.5. So <laughs> <1. much. laughs> I miss my garbage hole so much. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to allow it. 1.5 for setting. I finally got my Mets. I'm not going to
2: argue bump. because it reminded me of the New York I was in for a week. And Damn. Uh, the one thing I do remember about the week that I spent in New York was that it was definitely raining black people. So uh, yeah. movies are <laughs> authentic, <all> know. too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what kind of umbrella do you need for that? I don't know.
2: That's a good question. <laughs> one made out of I Kevlar. Also, I love. <laughs> I it's love the set of the actual the MIB head.
0: headquarters headset is awesome too. So. It's great. I it's love Really
1: it. good style and tone. I'm gonna go one easily one on this thing, mostly because of the MIB headquarters. Fair. Look at that. Sure. I'm just carrying over, and the rest of it <laughs> is fine, and that's not a bad thing, right? Right. I think that headquarters looks that good, though. The headquarters is I like so that. Cool. I
2: like that bubble wall. It's always really cool looking. The bubble wall. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that <laughs> means something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Music.
0: It's Danny fucking Daniel Elfman. Daniel fucking yeah. Elfman. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't either uh-huh. until after. I was like,
1: oh, <laughs> academy award nominee for this score, Danny fucking Elfman. Uh, God damn it. is just. As always, Mwah. he starts at a one. As always. Right. As is tradition. As is tradition. Where does he go from here?
0: Where do we go from?
1: Kyle, where do you think Daniel fucking Elfman goes from here?
2: All the way to the top. And then you get the bonus because there's also a fantastic Will Smith single tacked on to the soundtrack of this fucking movie. He's not, All right. Right. Flawless. He's not wrong. It is and flawless.
1: That sounds like I'm reading Kyle. You can't Kyle's give this I anything less than perfect.
0: How much I love when <laughs> a music video and a single comes out of a movie title. I love it. Kyle, might as well have said mm-hmm. two. And he I might agree. might as well have said two. Two. So there it is. Yeah. Two. Two. One liners. It's
1: a lot.
0: There's a lot. I feel like the most important and the biggest one is I make
1: this look good, obviously. It probably is the most important.
0: Is that. But there's uh, so many more. There's so many more. I've there are. You inconsiderate prick. It would just be random black
1: people. <laughs> yeah. Let's just call it a one call it a day. Uh, I think
0: uh, it's loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Sure. Sure. One. And finally, impact on the genre. There's others. Okay. Yes. There's Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3, Men in Black International. But more importantly, and I think actually most importantly, the success of the film inspired Marvel, who by 1997 owned the property to start optioning off other properties for development. Correct. Like Spider-Man to Columbia Pictures.
1: So it's a negative impact, sort of, but I think it's negative because they optioned off their own property. They lost control. Well, no, they had already sold off the rights to a oh, lot of stuff. It, okay.
0: This is just them going like, oh, we can make money from the stupid stuff we still own. I get where you're going now. That's massive? Like, it's to huge. put it really, really lightly? Huge. So they were like, oh, Men in Black did well. Maybe we can make a Spider-Man movie. And then if you just count the impact of the genre of Spider-Man 2002. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at a, um, at, a, at a Patreon score on this movie, by the way.
1: Probably a two for impact it then if that's the case is. because like, did this movie unofficially fair, birth everything to come with comic book movies? Possibly. It was an IMDb <laughs> trivia fact so who
0: knows how accurate it is but I buy I'd it. I'd still
2: contribute that more to Blade.
1: I could kind of get behind that too.
2: I could see that but Blade I Blade really I feel set it off like because that one was also, this wasn't pushed as a comic book movie this no. was pushed as a science fiction movie Blade was pushed as like Comic book movie. Like, right, I, I didn't even right, know right. this was a comic book movie until watching it this time, and it says a Marvel property. And I was like, oh shit, I had no idea. Right,
0: right. But I don't think that's it's so much an effect on the people who saw it so much as it was Marvel themselves
1: who went, sure. Oh, wait.
2: Sure. Gotcha.
1: So I, I don't know. Two words. Sounds huge. It yeah. sounds huge. Oh, let's go one five because it's an IMDb trivia fact. Okay. To be safe. To, to be cover safe, our own ass. To co- we'll cover. <laughs> Our asses with a one five,
0: but that's still gonna put this movie at a total score of eleven. Yeah, it makes sense. I love this movie so hard. That's fine with me. That that's gonna that puts it way up there as far as movies we've we've discussed on the show. I think it puts it in our top three.
2: That, I'm okay it's with well that. deserved. Watching it this time, I was like, man, this movie. It's definitely in like my top twenties. I think of like all movies, it's up there for sure. I fucking yep. love Men in Black. This
0: score, if you don't count our
1: not-so-super-January, this score puts it in the top two. It's tied with Avengers. That's amazing. That is so good. So, I love it so hard. Kyle, bud, I am so happy you're here. I am, too. There are a, a to few people that I love more on the planet than you, Kyle. <laughs> it's true. You're the ultimate good egg. Ah, I try. You know. Everyone should go listen to Experience Grind. Absolutely. They're fantastic. You've heard Ryan on here a bunch. You've heard Kyle on here a bunch. Mm-hmm. When you put them together, they make an Experience Grind podcast. It's an experience.
2: Yeah, my, uh, my name is Kyle. I'm from the Experience Grind podcast. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, I, I, I host it with my good buddy, Brian. We, we talk. We talk about movies, video games. Uh, we're big fans of James Bond, especially. But uh, we would appreciate anybody who doesn't already listen to come listen. And, uh, you know, other than that, I am invincible. That pen clicking is to piss me off. It is. Successfully working. It's visibly working. (laughs) Good for you. No, thank you, boys. Thank you for real for having me on. It's a treat. You're the best. I'm glad we could do Men in Black. We love having you. Brian, what are
1: we talking about next week? Next week for episode 100, we will
0: be talking about... Batman and Robin.
1: We sure will. Holy shit. I can't believe it's already come up. One hundred.
0: Yeah. I uh wow. That's kinda big, isn't it? Right? I feel like that's that's a benchmark for most most people, you know, when you do a hundred of something. It is. Congratulations, <laughs> boys. Thank Thanks, you. man. We weren't fishing for compliments there. We were actually just in awe at ourselves. I was fishing for compliments for maintaining this this (laughs) long.
2: It is a cool thing. Like when you get there, like you don't even recognize it when you're in the 80s. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, we've done 100, man. It really sneaks
0: up on you. It's funny because we spent so much time talking about like, what are we going to do for 100? And now it's here. And we really need to decide.
2: (laughs) (laughs) 52 weeks in a year, right? If you guys release. A weekly episode, you had a 100 episodes, man, that's that's some time put into this thing, boys. Congrats. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah. Thank I, you. It means I've looked at Dave's face once a week for about two years. <laughs> yeah, we faked it sometimes, too, of recording things in bunches. And I feel bad uh-huh. for you either way.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Me too.
0: But until episode 100 in one week, be sure to be really cool and go and, and give us a rating or a review on iTunes, or just make sure you subscribe. Follow us on our various social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us on Patreon, where we're putting out our our not-so-super movies and our, our other assorted goodies when, when we get to them.
1: Sure. Last week, you heard Get Out came out. That's right. That's a fun one.
0: Get Out.
1: Damn it. That's a good movie. It's so, so good. <laughs> and uh, next month, we'll be talking about Duck Soup. We sure will. So that'll be- You might hear that that voice of Kyle. That's right. Coming back. Kyle might be rejoining us for that one. So Wink.
2: Ding. We'll have to
0: see. <laughs> it will definitely be Ryan at the very least. Yeah, Ryan will for sure be there, but it'd be nice. This to get is us peer
1: pressuring Kyle. Or, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: in this moment, we're like, we have to have Kyle on before episode one hundred, so we can pressure him into being on our Patreon, right? <laughs> uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to katepodcasters at gmail.com. and be sure to check out our website katepodcasters.com.
1: And if you have any other questions, you can also send them to Facebook whenever we post the post about the episode that's coming out that we're recording that night. That's right. We got a couple questions here. Oh. Vincent asks, how do you guys feel about Men in Black by Will Smith? I say it's in my top three songs by him. It did win him a Grammy. At the same time, Micah asks, What's Big Willie Style, and why are we all up in it?
0: <laughs> Big Willie Style was one of the first CDs I ever owned. It was way up there on my list, too. Uh, I loved it. I'd never got Willennium, but I loved Big Willie Style, and I know I probably, to this day, know every word on that CD. So, Oh, I should pick that up on vinyl. That'd be I a don't fun think it's little, necessary.
2: It'd be a fun throwback. I bought throw. uh, the soundtrack <laughs> to Men in Black because right, I loved it so much. I used to bump the Men in Black... Uh, Will Smith song quite frequently. It's a good Big song. Big fan of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's good stuff.
0: It taught me how to make my network. Uh huh. <laughs> that's fair.
2: It's, it's also freeze. got Mikey. Mikey's in the video. He Mikey's dances. in the sure video. Is.
1: He's back from the dead. Yeah,
0: good for uh-huh.
2: him.
1: Right. He's like the Chevy Chase in the "You Can Call Me Al" Paul <laughs>
0: video. <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba>. Exactly. <laughs>
1: right. So they got Mikey. Yeah,
0: but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's top why tier I song. Bennett, top it's notch. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. That's
1: all we had
2: from Facebook this time.
1: That's fair. Appropriate question. Good questions.
2: <laughs> I'd also hang out in Miami with Will Smith. Oh, you can. You can have a cigar. Back to the club where the heat
0: is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. On
2: the beach to the break of dawn. Hey, we're going to see you next week for episode 100,
1: where we're going to be talking about Batman and Robin. Same pod time? Same pod. I make this look good. So, Dave, that is the Men in Black. Men in Black. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits, it's uh, us, me, Brian, and Kyle recording this episode of Men in Black. Yeah. Knowing that the presidential debate is happening as we do this (laughs) and reading on Facebook that it's an absolute shit show and realizing we are the happiest people in America right now because we're not involved in that. We're talking Men in Black, which is great. That checks out. That's it. Nice. Brian, what do you think happens post-credits?
0: I think we we see agents A through I and L through Y all hanging out together going like man I'm not dealing with no fucking bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you realize if we if we don't help that if they don't win, we're gonna we're gonna all die. Yeah, but it's better than dealing with bugs. <laughs> bugs are icky. They're icky. I get it. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think happens? <laughs>
2: Uh, so, I think we have a, uh, a long, low, lingering shot of a doorway that turns out to be the, the testing range. And we hear the noisy cricket rev up, and we see Leah, uh, Linda Fiorentini shoot out of the, the doorway. And then the final shot is a smoking crater where little Tiffany was because she also blasted her butt with the little cricket. <laughs> nice. <laughs>